And now, introducing the man who has set the wheels in motion for his next professional opportunity and has already laid forth a plan to put into motion a, quote, clean sweep of offending people, unquote, as the most effective manner to go from handsomely compensated to universally maligned. Following another panic-inducing Ravens victory, he's reserved a private room at the local urgent care center for all future contests where he intends to broadcast Project Game Day heavily sedated and even hopes to wear a hospital gown in order to, quote, let my ass breathe, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. So that was something. Yeah. That was something. Good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Um, I'm. Gl- this is sort of like when, uh, when, when your, uh, when your ex meets your, your, your current. It's a little, it's a little awkward. A little different than that. Little, but it's, it's similar. Your, your, right? your, your current well, doesn't train your ex. That's, well, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> You've never had a situation where maybe you were dating both at the same time. No, I'm a good oh, person. Oh, unfortunately, I wish I could say the same thing. But there was once upon a time in my life where I looked over at a party and I was like, Oh no, they're both here. Oh no. They were both this very nice problem. gentlemen. Yeah, they were. They were. I love them both, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I still think about them constantly. That's the way that it goes. Um, so, of course, uh, I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer, and he's here for another day or two. And then, as we've, we've talked about, he's going to fall off the side of a cliff. It's very unfortunate. Can't count? You, Three more. Well, it's, well counting, you have four more. A today, day or two is incorrect. Today, it's forget, literally it's incorrect. It's like somebody who's uh, uh, fighting about somebody saying a couple. No, like, it's like somebody who says, no, no, no. no it's tomorrow because it's 12.05. Settle, settle down, chief. Settle down. Calmer than you are. Settle down. Um, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do the Ted Lasso bit, though. You can't do that. Well, there's a lot you, of Ted Lasso. Two bits. episodes ago, where where you know, it can't be so vague. He, well, he did. He 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 had them practice the whole bye 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 dance, and then she just wanted to oh, scoot. No, I'm not going right? to do that. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that bit where you're like, yeah, my last day will be Friday, and then you just duck out tomorrow. Oh, like, I that's have planned not, to do that. Not not okay. You can't do that. Um, Kyle's here, of course. Paul Valley's here as well. If uh, you missed it, Paul is going to be the new Kyle, and uh, we're just gonna. It's it's gonna be like a new dad. We're just gonna pretend like everything is the exact same. In fact, I might even call him Kyle. We'll see how that You'll goes. Need a voice modulator moving forward. Well, especially he went apparently went to the Ravens game last night, and I don't know how it sounds. Paul, how do you sound this morning? Uh, the voice is yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Voice is a little different. <laughs> sounds like sounds like me after I went skydiving. <laughs> sounds like Clint Eastwood. Kinda a little bit. <laughs> Say, get off my lawn. Do it. Get off my lawn. Eh, that's quite, a little disappointing. Yeah. Little disappointing. Not quite as intimidating. Yeah. yeah, a little disappointing. Uh, Paul's here. He's <laughs> trying to suck up as much as he can before uh, he takes over uh, in uh, in Kyle's role moving forward, starting next week. And we're excited about that. Of course, you know Paul from the Bat Around, uh, which he will continue to do, uh, and he will be here every day of the week. Uh, I believe he and his wife are moving in uh, to that front studio. And um, that's what know. all the renovations in this I've been, building. I've been are wondering for, for, why they laid that carpet home. down out in the yeah. hallway. Yeah, Laura needed it. She hated. Makes, she liked hardwood floors, but they looked a little old. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense now. Uh, thank you to all of you who tuned in for Project Game Day last night. Uh, we had a night, and uh, KZ and I had a lot of fun. If you missed any of it, you can uh, watch it in the videos department, Facebook.com/slash/PressBoxSports. Or by going to pressboxonline.com slash video, you can listen to it in the archives. I would encourage you to maybe wait a little while before you did that, because we're going to do some stuff and things uh, beforehand. Jeff Zreback's going to join us in a few minutes, get some thoughts about the game, as well as sort of how we handle the fact that the Ravens are winning, and Lamar Jackson obviously looks like the greatest quarterback in the history of football, but there are some other problems, and we have to acknowledge that there was a significant amount of luck that went into it last night. 
So how do we handle all that? And what do the Ravens do moving forward? We'll talk about all that with Jeff Zerbeck. Um, never know if uh, some other stuff or things might pop up. I do know that unrelated to the Ravens, uh, Hall of Famer Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist and WWE legend, is going to check in a little bit later on uh, as he's coming to Baltimore Celeb Fest 2 this weekend with our friends from Great Eights Memorabilia as part of the Great Eights Stable. Go right now to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number 8 in order to find out more and to get your tickets. There's a meet and greet involving eight superstars. Uh, you can get pictures, autographs, everything with all of them for 300 bucks. And if you know anything about this industry, that is an exceptional deal. Again, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. They also make Tyus Bowser Show happen, and our next Tyus Bowser Show will be one week from tonight, Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. Find out more. PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. It's brought to you by PressBox Great Eights and True Strong Services. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have um, a lot of times like we'll do Project Game Day and then I'll have some time to, to sit and reflect and, and think and I have some different thoughts by the next time uh, there's a microphone in front of me. That's not really the case today. My, my thoughts are largely the same as they were last night, which are, look. You guys played all, horrible. Uh, uh, correct. Yeah. I, it was going to start with all hail Lamar I mean, Jackson. Right. Let me but, start there. As all, long as Lamar Jackson's quarterback, they're into a chance. A hundred percent. All hail Lamar Jackson. He is singularly the reason why the Ravens have a chance. Now, all that being said, even Lamar Jackson couldn't have done anything about it had Rodrigo Blankenship made a field goal. Right. Yeah, not gotten his hip hurt, right? Like, th th this is... Although Tavon Young, you know. Gave a little nudge to help. I, there is no I doubt. He's certainly. Well, we would have been. If, yeah, if that yeah. had gone a certain way, we would have never forgotten about it. It would have been the type of thing where Tavon Young could be a solid football player for five years, and we still might not ever dismiss it or get over it. Like, if that, like I get it. Cheap shot. No, no question. But, but come on, man. And, and, yes, also the NFL should fix things so there's a sky judge that can go back and say, no, they're offsetting penalties here. I get it, all of those things, but you still can't do yeah. it. You still cannot. Like know the context. 100%. 100%. So, uh, thankfully, now that you also can't give up the next play that got him of into course. field goal range. But that was more expected. Uh, yeah, given the way the game had gone. <laughs> sure, I agree with that. Yeah. The way the game had gone, uh, that was more expected. Um, there, there is a significant amount of luck that had to happen in order to win that football game. And I get it. That's that's kind of the NFL anymore, right? Like, th this is one of the things we talked about last night. The, the Everybody, we're praising the Chargers. The Chargers needed a good amount of luck, too, well, right? 28 like to 3 doesn't happen to the Patriots without luck. Uh, sure, you mean the Falcon, the yeah. Super Bowl thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, there is a significant amount of luck that is involved in almost any NFL game. So, you don't apologize for the fact that you got a, a fair amount of luck. You don't. You don't say, well, they don't really deserve to be 4-1. and one. Like, this is the NFL. These things occur. And you had some bad luck in the Vegas game, right? Like, there are – luck works both ways. I don't think you can attribute the offense performance to luck. I mean, no. you could argue that the defense of the Colts getting injured and those things well, happening and, helped. But and you could say that they seemed to relax a little bit as they built up a big lead in the second half. But, no, Lamar Jackson picked them apart. He was brilliant. Lamar Jackson made, like, three bad throws all night they were all in the first half uh there was the one, the, in the, the one in the second the one in the second no the before the half when he, he missed, missed, hollywood. missed hollywood twice well he didn't for, see him the first time didn't yeah. throw it and then of course yeah. he missed him when he was open but. correct um and then the, there was the one in the second half to his right that he and it was really bad but other well, than that you, you only need one finger to count his incompletions on the other hand correct yeah. that's a fact and you know somebody would bring up the one where he was getting taken down and it should have been intercepted but 
that's that's somebody else making a play this more than it's a bad throw on the him. Second week in three weeks where I already had uh, slaps to the helmet prepared. Not only did I have slaps to the helmet prepared, I had already written my power rankings for a Ravens loss <laughs> and had to like literally was about to click send when I was like, oh my god, they won! I got to go back and rewrite power rankings to reflect the fact that Ravens figured out a way to win the football game. Um, and all of it, all of it matters in the same way. I had said something to Ken late in the game when it looked like after the where it looked like the Ravens were going to lose, despite the fact they had done all everything to come back. Mm-hmm. I said to Ken, "This is a weird game where you almost can't have a strong take afterwards. Well, it's just defensively so, you could, you, of course, but it doesn't change to me the fact they won the game versus the fact they lost the game. I don't think I said then." they lose this game, I'm not going to feel any different about the Chargers game next week. The, the, the NFL, we're reminded, is goofy sometimes. That we think we have everything figured out. Well, I picked the Colts to cover for it. You did, and you got it by the skin of your ass. I knew it was good when we went to overtime. Yeah, once you got to overtime, you were in great shape. Uh, by the skin of your ass, you got that cover. You and Proctor managed to get that point um, because they, they only won by six. Kind of for seven. the good guys. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What? Um, look, man, I... I, I, the defense was terrible, and and that's the reality. Next week, like a lot of people would say, well, I feel pretty good at going against the Chargers because their defense stinks. Yeah, you only have one uh, reason to maybe uh, feel good going against the Chargers: Lamar Jackson. Correct, but it's not all that different than what they have. You know what I mean? Like but the they Chargers feel... are far more potent than I mean the Chargers have. Well, because they can run the ball. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they have... they're a complete. You could argue yes. they are a. All around, a more complete team than the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, well, Derwin James and, and, I agree, and Nick Bosa alone, right? They have defensive them, players, but they do not have a good defense. There was not. Look, Owe made a tremendous play in the first yes. half, but he largely disappeared as the game went on. Justin Houston should have had a sack, but yep. he also got a horse collar. And the Ravens didn't have anybody on defense to step up at the end of the game and make big plays. Yeah, I mean, that, one, of their for be- Campbell. One, one of their better defense, and that was on special teams. Sure. By the way, it's a real horror. It is such a bitch trying to do uh, pads on the ass today because... Oh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I just trust me, cheat. I cheated yeah. too. Yeah. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. I too cheated. Yeah. But like... I mean, he it, wasn't really present in defense. Not really. They got gashed in the run. Not really. Now, again, a lot of people... We, we, we lose... A lot of people were, were getting after the defensive line. In a 3-4 defense, the defensive line's job is not to be the ones that make the tackles. Clog Their job, correct, the is to take on the blockers so that the linebackers I mean, make the tackles. The whole Patrick Queen thing is an unmitigated it is disaster. an abomination at this point. I mean, it is an utter abomination at the moment. It is like they needed to find better than C.J. Mosley. They don't even have C.J. Mosley at the moment in Patrick Queen. And I hope that that changes. And He's a good athlete, though. Uh, sure, he's he's got that going for sideline him. Sideline to sideline, just a little There's late no getting to the ball carrier. There's you no know? doubt about it. Uh, Matt, the turnaround in last night's game, with the exception of the implications of the final result, reminded me of the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's very similar. Look, I mean they, it was a two it was never more than a two possession game for oh, what it's worth. It was they were down nineteen at one point. Yeah. What was the wait wait? It was twenty five to, to three nine. Three or, minutes left it in was, the third quarter. Yeah. yeah. What was yeah in the third quarter? Correct. I'm saying at the end in the, when the game. But twenty eight three was in the third for that game as well, I believe. I don't think it was. It all might have been fourth. in the late of the. It was in late in the third. Then it was to the point where they had to score on like on four consecutive sure. possessions in order to uh, get back into that football game. This was you're down by two scores. This is what made 
again, nobody but you wants. You also had to rely on the defense to get a stop. What? Well, but you didn't, and that's the only. And that when we go back to luck, they didn't get a stop. But you that's, had to. That's the part. That's the part, part of that the makes equation. This goofy. Well, if they hadn't blocked the field goal, then. But that right. That's the point. The defense did not get a stop. But and I mean, in so the in the equation, the mental accounting of how they were going to make this possible. Well, I, I understand that's why right. it seems absurd. But this is when I go back to luck. They locked into the Colts decided to stop trying when they got into field goal range on the first drive. The Colts got into field goal range. The Ravens started using their timeouts, and somehow it effed up the Colts to say, we should stop trying to score a touchdown and just run the ball and try to run some clock instead and assume we're going to make a field goal that ends things, which was insane. It was an insane decision on their part to do something like that. That made zero sense. Then you combine that with the fact that when they got the ball back after the game had been tied up, they got to a place where they, the clock was going to run out, and they had to try a field goal. The Ravens didn't get a stop defensively. That did not occur. No. Well, they were this, close. Then Tavon Young was like, well, they, hey, they could have gotten let me a say stop. something right. about Yeah, this. they could have gotten a stop there, but they didn't. They did not get a stop, and they got lucky that they didn't have to put the defense back out on the field in overtime because this goofy thing in the NFL where only there's a scenario where only one team can see the ball in overtime. I liked it last night. Yeah, of course we liked it last night because we would have been terrified to see the defense back out on the field last night. It would have been a terrifying proposition for the Ravens defense to take the field one more time. But they were able to to rally from down multiple scores despite the fact they didn't get a single defensive stop. That's insane. <laughs> like, that is... When we talk about luck, that is one of the luckiest things that could ever happen in the history of football. I don't know that there's a, a comparison because, again, how do you – what we're actually saying, there's no way to compare. What we're saying is the Colts stopped trying. It's very difficult for a stats company to go back through and figure out who stopped trying on an offensive drive. I don't know if you can compare it to anything. It's an insane amount of luck. But it happened. It occurred, and the NFL works that way sometimes. Insane amount of luck combined with an insane amount of skill, right? Like from the from from right. the quarterback, right. not and from the, the defense. And, the, and Marquise and, and Mark yes, Andrews. Yes, correct. I mean, correct. Yes, one hundred percent. All three of them were yes, they were, were all, all pro caliber. All phenomenal. One hundred percent. They were all phenomenal. There's no doubt about that. But they weren't defensively. Defensively, maybe they could have stepped in. <laughs> they might have at some point. They might have been as good way, of an I option. I need to give credit to Hollywood for not just the route running, but his after the catch, the physicality, how he's no longer just falling to the ground the way he used to in the first couple of years of his career and sure. avoiding contact. He is extending there those is, plays. There is still some danger of where you're looking to find the yards and you run backwards. Well, that was Sammy Watkins. But that, mean, that, was, that was the bad one, but that was also he it. got hit. There's some Hollywood of that does him, a lot of... But he was past the sticks, I think, for all his catches pretty much, where it was not as much of a concern. And I understand it, what you're saying, but... I mean, he's he's grown tremendously across the board I, as I'm, a receiver. I'm, I'm with you on that. There's just um, there is a little bit of danger that when you're constantly looking for more yards, sometimes you run backwards two or three yards in order to try to find them. Look, Lamar does that too when he's in the open field trying to find somewhere else to go. He will sometimes run backwards three yards in order to try to get downfield, and and sometimes it's just not there. That look, it's risks that you're taking because you think you have well, elusive special, athletes, special right. playmakers. Correct. Um, but it's something that no can, there, it can absolutely be a risk. The biggest takeaway for me in all of this, despite besides them winning the game, which that's what matters in the NFL, you win the game however you win the game, is it's further confirmation that they don't have a running back. And it's further confirmation. We had an entire discussion last night where Ken alluded to the idea that at some point you just admit this is who you are and you don't bother to try. 
you you literally put a pass catching back out on the field, and last night that was Devontae Freeman for what it's worth. Decent plays. Yeah, you put a pass catching back out on the field. You acknowledge the fact that you're not going to be a good running team. I didn't love Le'Veon being inactive for what it's worth. I didn't love it either, but I I don't know if they have an answer, right? Like, I don't think any of them are the answer necessarily. No, I don't think any of the answer. I don't think that they could have possibly seen in 10 snaps last week that he can't be better than others. Of course, I, I completely agree with that. But at the same time... I, I don't have, as I said then, it's not like I have such a thought that Le'Veon no, Bell is the guy that I'm, I can't be heartbroken. for the best, it's, worst it's, option. It's not all that dissimilar to how I felt about Tyson Williams a week ago. Like, it didn't really make sense to me a week ago that Tyson Williams was inactive, but I have so little Still thought that he's an NFL he so running back. third down work, despite I, all of their questions about his I certainly, I, un- I understand exactly what you're saying, and I, you know... I don't, I don't have answers to any of these things, other than to say it's very clear they don't think they have a running back. It's abundantly clear they don't believe they have a running back but on the their record. roster. Right. They don't – we'll save it. Save it. Save it. They don't believe they have a running back on their roster. So what do they do? Do they the, – Ken's argument is you just say this is who you are as a football team moving forward, that, that you know, you got, you're banged up on the offensive line. Did we get an update on Zeitler? Did we get an update on? I don't think so. I don't think we've seen. Yeah, we will until Sunday. Um, well, I mean, we'll get there'll be there'll be injury reports that come out. Like they will, we'll get that. Practice or he won't, and then we'll know. Right, correct. That's that's where we'll be. Um, you have a banged up offensive line. Ken's terrified that Ronnie Stanley's not going to play. I mean, he's still not on IR, so I'm, I'm I can't join him there. Um, you have a banged up offensive line, and you don't have a running back, and so you just say the Cleveland hell with got it. Hurt also. We're gonna right. We're gonna throw the ball forty times a game. That's who we're gonna be moving forward. And essentially, you make the underneath passing well, you make your the, run game. You make Lamar Jackson's threat of running your run game also. A little they, bit. They of that. still have to stack the box ultimately. A, a, a little bit of with that. Lamar too. Jackson, the quarterback in the pocket. The defense can't just well, say, if, okay, if, we're gonna if, drop into if time. If they stack the box, you're also using your underneath passing of game. Of course, of as, course, you're setting up game. the pass with Lamar's threat I'm, of run. I'm not there. I'm not there. I can't – It. I still don't think it's a – again, as I said to you a week ago, it's not they can't win throwing the ball this much. They just won the last two games throwing the ball that much. Now, it required a significant amount of luck, and that that's the thing that we can't ignore – Last week it didn't. It didn't require much luck in order to do it. This week it required an almost overwhelming amount of luck for you to be able to win throwing the ball this much. It, it, there's well, you a, can probably hope that they don't go down by as much in other contexts. I'd like to right? hope like that. If it's I, a shootout back and forth, then course, if Lamar I, throws like he did last night, then they should be in any game. Well, if he throws like in the second half, they win any game. Like I, I, I get what you're saying, but it's not that simplistic, right? The idea that this is going to be who you are still to me will never be what's this franchise is best suited for what this roster is best suited for can they win of course they can when when i say these things i'm not saying they can't do it i know they can and i think it's encouraging that they can i do think that's a statement that you can take with you moving forward that when you find yourself in these positions there's no longer this question of you still gotta well, worry about the league win? figuring lamar out also well right there's that well they already figured him out that's though. true well, imagine this how might good be he, the year. Imagine how good he'd be if they hadn't figured him out, right? Think about that. He might be, you know, it might be perfect, literally. Um, there, there is that thing that where I come back and say, I still don't think this is what you're best suited to do. And so because of that, if I'm the Ravens, I'm hell-bent in trying to make a move for a running back. Marlon Mack looked all right. 
He certainly looked all right. But then again, and so did everyone against the Ravens last That night. is also, and unfortunately, you don't get to play the Ravens moving <laughs> forward, which is a real bummer. But as I said, uh, at, you know, at halftime and postgame, it would have been a real problem. Like if you were trying to call the Colts a- after you lost to them, and they were only a game behind you in the race for a playoff spot, I don't think they make – I think that that comes off the board at that point. They're not going to try to help you when they think they're going to be competing with you to get into the postseason. I think they do like the combo of Taylor and Hines, though, and it may feel comfortable with that duo. But, but they're not going to trade to you is my point. They're not going to give a team that could end up competing with them for a playoff spot a guy that can go help them. That's, that's insane. I mean, it's just not something that, that teams would do. But – Moving three games clear of them might get you a step closer to the possibility of them being willing to make such a trade. Three games and a tiebreaker might lead you a little bit closer to them being willing to make such a trade. We'll see. I definitely would be on the phone this week. I'm not willing to just to give up and say, well, we're not going to be able to run the ball. I still have to at least take some chances. It's also fair to acknowledge the run blocking hasn't been impressive. I understand, and that was the point we brought up with the, the injuries to the offensive line. I'm still not... I, I there is nothing that suggests to me that you have the answer on your team. I am exploring outside answers as much as humanly possible. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Joining us now, he of course covers the Baltimore Ravens for the Athletic. He is our friend Jeff Zrebeck, and he's with us on GCR. What's going on, pal? Thanks for uh, joining us after uh, what I what time? What the heck time did you get home last night? It's uh. About two thirty, two forty-five. Jeez, man. Um, hit, 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 hit. Got a couple hours of sleep, and then, uh, as you know, Glenn, uh, my little man didn't quite care. I didn't get a whole lot. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Not a concern. Ready to, ready to get after it again. Not so, a concern uh, whatsoever. You know, no I, these night games are great for the drama. I'm sure it's fun for the fans, but man. Uh, Especially with the way the Ravens tend to take everything down the wire, they're they're not a whole lot of fun for beat writers. Two, two Monday night games this year, both in overtime. <laughs> thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> not to mention the Sunday night game that was decided yep. in the final seconds. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, uh, we were just talking about this, Jeff. Like, are the Ravens almost at a crisis? But I know it's crazy to to in the NFL you don't trade for running backs. The Rams did it in the preseason, but. You know, this is the position where you can just find somebody and make it work. But I, I know there's a lot of positives, and I don't want to – but just because it was the conversation we were having, have they reached a breaking point where they have to try to trade for a running back because it's just abundantly clear they don't have that guy on their roster? Um, you know, look, I, 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 don't, I don't think they've reached that point only because I don't know that the just adding a running back there is going to be – uh, the answer. I, I mean, do we see a whole lot of guys missing holes? I mean, maybe on a few occasions. I, I, I think the run blocking. Now I want to watch the game over again. It's never, you know, you always see different things when you watch the game. And yesterday was so wild with everything to take in. But it seems to me a lot of these guys are getting hit in the backfield. There's not a lot of room. Um, and I don't know how a running back, the addition of a running back, is going to necessarily change that. Um, I, I do think. I I don't see kind of, you know, like we all argue every week. Well, not we all, but some people, oh, well, why isn't Bell up? And why isn't Tyson Williams up? And what is Freeman, you know, what does he have pictures of Harbaugh? Has any of these guys shown you that they should be up every week? I mean, it's just just rearranging the deck chairs kind of. I don't know. I mean, I I, I haven't seen a a whole lot on any of those guys are the answer. 
but I also don't see a whole lot of running room for any of these guys. And I see teams playing the Ravens different in three straight weeks. The only way they really can get any yards on the ground is by putting the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands. And uh, that's definitely a scary thought for them. They need to run the ball a whole lot better. Um, I do think they should be looking at least to see if there's an upgrade at running back. But they're in such a poor cap situation, Glenn. Like, do you prioritize that over a tackle or a guard now that Ben Cleveland's down and Jailer's banged up? I mean, you could go in any of four or five directions where they badly need some help. And I just don't know I'd prioritize running back as the number one thing there. I understand what you're saying. To me, Jeff, it's it's a burst like because of what you're talking about with the offensive yeah. line. It requires having that guy with some sort of burst. And I, I get that's where people have said, well, that's why I think Tyson Williams should be the guy. It, it seems pretty clear they don't. They just don't trust Tyson Williams for for whatever reason at this point. Like that to me is the specifically. While while I you're right, these guys haven't had a lot of room to run at this stage in their career. There's also not a lot of reason to think that they can create a hole or or find a little bit of space and break through it very quickly. Yeah, you know you you see you see like people want to see Tyson and and you know I kind of disagreed with his benching too because I do think he's the most explosive guy you want, but. He runs tentatively at times. I mean, I see a difference between how he's running than how he was running in the preseason. Um, it kind of, to me, it traces back to early, you know, the first half against the Raiders when he got a couple of hits and, you know, he put a ball on the ground. It seems like ever since then, it's just, you know, he, he's, I don't see the same explosion. I don't see him hitting holes as, as much. Um, you know, so, yeah, they could. I mean, look, this team wasn't running the ball all that well last year. And then they completely changed their schemes on the fly, introduced J.K. Dobbins to the offense, got him on some of those wide runs, and that completely changed the way they were running the football. They need to find something to change up what they're doing right now, running the ball, because it's not working. And Greg Roman is very good at that. Uh, but I sure, I think a guy who has an additional, um, you know, has a little more explosiveness, a little more wiggle, whatever you want to call it, uh, would certainly help in that regard. Right now, they the running backs get what the play is blocked for. And I mean, like if the blocking's good enough for a five-year carry, they're going to get five. Rather, when you have, uh, you know, uh, Gus Edwards and Dobbins, when it's blocked for five, you know, Edwards gets eight or nine, and, you know, Dobbins could take it to the house. So it, it is. It's, it's, a, it's an issue. I, I just, it's hard to separate for me the lack of explosiveness with the running backs with, you know, are they really blocking? How much do they miss Nick Boyle? And, you know, what is going on with the run blocking up front? I, I think it's all kind of related. Jeff Zerbeck covers the Ravens for The Athletic. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Jeff, is there um, is there a chance that they look at these last few weeks and they just say, look, being a team that throws the ball 40 times is is what we have to be? It, it's obviously not it, – it's not in Greg Roman's DNA, of course. Like, it's, it's definitely not the way that he does things, but – you know, given what they have, given how good Lamar Jackson has been, is there a world in which they just sort of say, this this is who we are now. We're the team that throws the ball 40 times a game the way the Pittsburgh Steelers have done it with Ben Roethlisberger for the last few years. Yeah, I, I, think, I think this was an extreme example, and we've probably seen some extreme examples. I don't think they'll be the, you know, obviously they're not going to be the team like, you know, like this. Um, but like they were last night, excuse me, when they got behind. But, um, you know, I think there's no question they can't be the offense they've been the last couple of years. They don't have the running backs. 
They don't have the offensive line right now. And the best thing they have going for them, which seems so ridiculous to say after how we've covered this team over the last couple of years, is their weapons outside and Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. So, yep. yeah, I, I think, um, you know, while you don't want to be the team, I don't think they ever want their identity to be a team that has to throw the ball 40-plus. I think you're inching closer to that. this being a passing team and them kind of changing the identity of their offense out of necessity and to match with what they're doing well and also to match with what teams are doing to them. Now, I do think there's going to come a time where teams are going to be less apt to, you know, or to, you know, load the box and put that sort of pressure and, and they're going to be more conscious of what Lamar's doing downfield uh, with his arm and Marquise Brown and maybe Bateman next week kind of changes that dynamic a little bit, gives, gives, gives opponents another weapon to worry about downfield and they put less people in the box. So that could affect their game plan too, but they can't play the way they used to, not with this personnel. And you even look on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, they're going to need to score points. You know, they're going to need to score points with the, the way this defense is. That's... So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, that's pretty much right. Maybe not to the extreme as last night, but uh, they can't be the team they used to be offensively. This is how good Jeff, Jeff you know, is so good at doing radio hits that he Segways literally he literally knows exactly where we're going. He knows exactly <laughs> where we're headed. Speaking of the defense, I mean, how do they how do they handle the balance between needing something out of a former first round pick in Patrick Queen and acknowledging the fact that when he's on the football field, they might not be better off for it. That's a good question, um, because I think you have to ask with that question, okay, if not Patrick Queen, then who? Um, you know, is this defense going to look dramatically different with Josh Bynes playing middle linebacker? Um, I think we've already seen Chris Board um, getting, you know, more and more snaps. Yep. because He's probably the best pass coverage linebacker they have. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I've kind of been a Patrick Queen apologist and said, you know what, I think you, the kid needs a break, you know, uh, given, you know, he stepped into this glamour position, not a normal off season last year. And, um, but that's gone. I mean, he's had plenty of time now to be playing a lot better than he is. And, and the biggest concern has to be that, you know, Wink Martindale has said several times, look, if he's going to make a mistake, make it by playing fast and just, you know, making the wrong read, uh, but you're playing fast and trying to get the ball. I don't see that at all. I see him not getting to the ball. I see him not playing fast, at least not as a caliber of athlete as he should be playing. Uh, obviously, the missed tackles, diagnosing plays, I mean, it's across the board, and it's hard to not think it's a confidence thing at this point with Patrick Queen, um, you know, and I don't think you can put him on the bench exclusively just because I don't, I don't know that your options are all that much better. I do think Bynes will settle things down. I think Bynes will be better than in the run against the run, excuse me, and against certain power offenses that want to really challenge you with the running game. Um, but you know, Frank Reich's a great offensive coach, and he knew exactly the way to attack the Ravens' defense with the running backs and tight ends. He knows the linebackers' struggles and coverage. He went after Averett. The book is out, so that's just going to continue. They face a really another really innovative offense this coming week too, and they're just going to keep going to until you stop it. And I just don't know that Bynes is the answer in defending running backs and tight ends in the pass game. Um, Board, I think, will continue to play more. It would help if Malik Harrison was playing better. I think he played worse than Queen last night. You know, he's struggling too. So what do you do, bench both guys, go with full-time binds and board? 
I don't know that you do that. I don't think you can completely uh, close the book on Patrick Queen, but man, I, I you know, he didn't play 100% of the snaps. I don't think you can keep him in there every drive now. I think you need to uh, watch him a little bit situationally, uh, but he's he's become a prime concern, and so is Malik Harrison. You know, their linebacker, inside linebacker play has been really poor, and it's not getting any better. You know, that's the thing. I thought Queen was good in week one, but it's been kind of a steady decline since, and Malik Harrison's just been inconsistent all year. And yet, Jess Rebeck, through all of this conversation that we just had, the Baltimore Ravens are 4-1. and one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just and and you know obviously the the biggest story of course is they're four and one because they have Lamar Jackson right like that's that's the biggest and I don't and I don't want that to be missed because I, I I do think that there's room here and I want to ask you about it to, to talk about some other things but I want to make it abundantly clear we all know the reason why the Baltimore Ravens are four and one they're four and one <laughs> because Lamar Jackson period like that's the answer with that being said. Um, I, you know, I, I, I know it's whatever, whatever you want to describe it. I think there needs to be something said about what a testament this is to John Harbaugh and a coaching staff that all of these things we're talking about, all of these injuries, and somehow, some way, this is a four and one football team um, that that has every chance to go do incredible things as the year goes on. Like I, I it is really remarkable to me the situation that they're in. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, yeah, you could say they're they're one in four. They could easily be one in four. Um, really, the only game that you know I thought the outcome, you know, especially in the second half, really wasn't in doubt was the Denver game. I mean, they controlled that game. They got what they deserved, which was a comfortable win. Um, but the other games, yeah, they could easily gone either way. And uh, you know, they're, they're four and one right now because the number eight and because the number nine. I mean, you can't forget yeah, Justin true. Tucker yes, either. Correct. They have the best kicker in the world, and everybody uh, else, you know, all, everyone else's kickers are terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's awful, embarrassing. You know, we've seen games lost, obviously this week. Um, but yeah, I think it is a testament uh, to John Harbaugh. I mean, you you look out there, and and what can you say? Like, what is this team's strength right now? Like, like what do they do really well? Um, Lamar, you know, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah. <laughs> say that again. I missed we both we both said in unison, Lamar Jackson. Like that's it. Yeah, Lamar that's Jackson it. and Justin Tucker. You yeah. know, so they're definitely having to coach to mask some of this team's flaws. Um, you know, and I think you have to. They'll get a couple guys back here. Um, you know, we'll see Bateman. Do they get Stanley back? Do they get Boykin? Excuse me. Do they get when? Do they get Bateman? Probably this week. Um, you know, Boyle was the guy I meant to to say. Um, even a guy like Chris Westry would help them right now because they're so so thin on the corners and and particularly lacking kind of an out another outside corner. Um, but they historically get better as the year goes on. So, do I think what I see right now is good enough? No, I mean they, they can't keep playing like this. I think we all know that. But this is the NFL. You bank as many wins you can. Uh, while you're injured, while you may be struggling, and you have to keep getting better. Things happen through the course of the season. Maybe you get a guy back. Maybe you make a trade. Your fortunes change a little, um, and you can play better football. I mean, look, three, three, four weeks before the playoffs in 2012, that was a bet. That was a Ravens team that everyone said has no chance. They were going nowhere. Flacco was going nowhere. And they got embarrassed on their home field by the Denver Broncos. 
So I'm not saying this is going to be that season, but my point is things change fast in the NFL. You can find it. You can get hot. You can find something that's working. Uh, you just need to keep banking wins while you're doing that, while you're trying to find yourself. And they've done a good job of that because of the quarterback. And, yeah, I agree. I, you know, this team's number one in offense. Well, people love to throw out Greg Roman, you know, blame him for everything. And, you know, the fire Romans were in full effect in the first half. You know, you, you can't take that away. They're number one in total offense right now. And, yeah, that's a lot because of Lamar Jackson. But uh, they've had to, you know, mask a lot of things offensively that they really do not do well uh, to, to put up those kind of numbers. Has there been any sort of development on Ronnie Stanley and, to a lesser extent, Tyree Phillips? Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of been frustrating. You know, Ronnie Stanley's agents are very quiet. Um, they haven't put really anything out there about their about their client and the Ravens, you know, are not going to, you know, willingly, uh, give you injury information unless there's, you know, something that's going to happen anyway. So, um, you know, last I heard about Stanley is he's rehabbing and still hopeful to play at some time this year. Um, there's no guarantee of that. I mean, you hear things all over the map uh, about him and I don't want to kind of speculate. And, you know, I think, you know, that's up to the Ravens or Ronnie to, to, to address when, when they're ready to talk about the injury and, and when they know a little bit more. But I think there's still a hope that he can return at some point this year. Tyree Phillips was back was back this week at practice. Yeah, so he's he was, got three weeks you know, now, right? It's, what's that? He's got the three-week window now? Yeah, his three-week window has started. And, and, you know, guys, I – you wonder if they have to if it get just got sped up with Ben Cleveland going down and Zeitler yep. going down. Now yep. you have a problem at guard all of a sudden when we already know the situation at tackle is a problem. Um, so uh, you know we'll see what they do this week in the offensive line. Maybe Zeitler did come back in the game, um, but who knows if that was just like he felt like he had to, and and what happens after the game. Usually, sometimes you, you learn about an injury the game you didn't realize the severity of it I'm not suggesting that was Eitler but you just never know so uh Tyree Phillips you know right now is now suddenly a key player on this team uh, he, he has to be they're going to need all the help they can get um up front and you still have Villain a wave of limping around um so and again the, the trade for this guy so and so everybody's trying to get an offensive lineman and none of them are out there so um you know I, I think uh they may have to worry internally first to try to figure it out that mix and just get by a few more weeks till they get a little more healthier. At Jeff Zrebeck on Twitter is how you follow him. The Athletic is where you find his stuff, and if you're not subscribed, you're a crazy person. Uh, bye week is coming. You and I are playing tennis. It's been too long. we got to make it happen. I always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it, and I'm glad they keep giving us a lot, of talk, a lot to talk about. It's, it, it ain't boring, that's for sure. No. <laughs> it sure ain't boring. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Jeff Zrebeck, um, obviously the best at, at what he does, and uh, there's a reason we always uh, go back to him uh, regularly on this program because he brings it every time. Appreciate him taking the time for us this morning. Uh, quickly, today's show is also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs. For just the cost of your home insurance deductible, 410-401-9797 or c3america.com for your free analysis. Yeah, we will have to monitor, obviously, this week, Zeitler in Cleveland. That becomes significant. Um, and, yes, the, the window for Tyree Phillips is open now and what that means. They didn't activate. They activated Boykin. But since they didn't really run, run the ball a whole lot last night, we didn't really see a lot of Miles Boykin. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not hard to understand that he might 
not, I mean, especially when Bateman gets back, then he's probably going to be the fifth. Well, let's, I mean, let's the, see the, about the, Sammy Watkins, right? we got to figure out what the story I is there, think too. They would be more, I mean, granted, you ought to ease him in, but I think Bateman would be more inclined to get those snaps as a number two receiver than would Boykin with the I, way oh, they're I, running the ball. I, I, it just I mean, depends on how much they're going to try to run the ball, or right? Or how much like, they really care about having a red zone target. Sure. Right, I, I mean, all those things are things they're going to have to look. Mark Andrews is pretty damn good red zone target. There's no doubt about that. Jesus Christ, what a night for him. All right, uh, we're going to dish out some pats on the ass. Uh, we're going to do that. Still to come, um, Kurt Angle's going to join us. He's a legend. He's a gold medalist. He's a Hall of Famer. He's all of those things. I think he's also a Steelers fan. He's from Pittsburgh, so I'm pretty sure he's a Steelers fan. Um, once tried out for the Steelers. It's, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know about so that. So did you. Once. No, I did not. Never. I never got that call, which is weird. I got calls from so many teams, but none of them. If only the you weren't a Ravens fan. They would have clearly Probably would have. That's, you know? that's what held yeah. me back. Uh, all right, Paul Valley's here. We're going to do all that coming up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by PressBox. Great Eights memorabilia and true strong services. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes, but the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866 90Nation today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash and Ravens prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. 
You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at glennclarkradio.com. Back in here on GCR, we continue on a Monday edition of the program. Oh, boy. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, a couple of quick things people have gotten in about uh, this morning from Dave. Dave says, uh, I think we're all unwilling to say that Patrick Queen should just be flat out benched. He is a liability on the football field. No one should be out there just because of where they were drafted. I, I think Jeff Rebeck's point is is not uh, – he's right. You might have a point, Dave, but – are you super confident in Josh Bynes? Chris Board and Josh Bynes being the—I mean, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try it. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if look, if if what Jeff Rubick has said is that Josh Bynes is the most reliable coverage middle linebacker they have, right? Then he yes, should the, be playing. Then why wouldn't he be active? He's right, also right. the best tackler they have at middle linebacker. Like, I I understand that. I just I no yes one hundred percent. You're right. No one should be on the field just because of where they were drafted. There's no doubt about that. No one should be on the field just because of that reason. It's not as if we haven't seen Patrick Queen make plays. In fact, he made, he made a nice play as the, the game went on last night, right? Like later on in the football that. game. You don't remember that? Maybe I was so Oh, You were just, you were just giving rage, up at some point that you weren't willing to watch it? Um, like It's not as if Patrick Queen can't make plays. He's made plays. He's this season particularly... The tackling thing has been a major problem, and it ain't just Patrick you saw Queen. Saw Marlon Humphrey getting his face about Cor- it. Well, yeah, that was that was particularly ugly last night. But it's not just Patrick Queen that's missed yeah, tackles well, this season. Missed a few tackles yes, a lot of guys have missed tackles, and it's been pointed out there are a lot of guys that appear to be falling in love with going for the strip instead of making a tackle at this point. Um, and ironically, I would have liked to see Tavon Young go for the strip on his sack. <laughs> ironically, sure. I might I might have preferred that as well. Um, I, I don't... Th- th- there's no easy answer to this. Tackling is a major problem. It's a huge issue for this football team. There's no getting around it. They have a tackling problem, and I'm not sure that there is an easy answer to that. Tackle better. Yes, tackle better would be what I would do. To, to Jeff's point, when I, when I asked about trading for a running back, he said, I'm not sure it's their top problem. Well, yeah, as I said last night, you've got to figure out where you are with these offensive linemen. If you're really going to lose Kevin Zeitler and Ben Cleveland for an extended period of time and you don't think you're getting Ronnie Stanley back, like then yes, at that point, you sit down and you say, if we're doing anything, we're doing it on the offensive line. A, a wholeheartedly agree. But if neither of these appear to be long-term injuries... And by the way, it's not as if Ben Cleveland was even the guy the that was that getting. The fact that came back out indicates that he wasn't yes, just correct. You know, dying. Correct. Um, and you think you're getting Ronnie Stanley back, then I'm far less inclined to think that you need to go about addressing the offensive line via a trade. Um, I'm way more inclined to say you've got the guys, if, if they're healthy, you've got the guys that you can get through this season with if they're healthy um that would be the way that i would feel about it and i would go back to running back then let's dish out some pats on the ass shall we pats on the ass brought to you by window nation love window nation window nation's fall is calling sale is going on right now the leaves are changing temperatures are changing time for some change in your life get two free windows for every two you buy 
Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Paul's going to participate in uh, Pat's. Uh, look, I, I'm. it's obvious. It's overwhelming. There's maybe six guys that anyone has listed for Pat's on the ass at this point. Our lists are likely going to be overwhelmingly the same. Yeah. When it comes to Pats on the probably ass. Probably order as well, I would imagine. I don't think it's going to be that far off. Four and five will probably be the difference. Maybe. Maybe, right. Yeah, I think that's going to be about what it is. And I do think there is an argument for um, one particular two versus one. I think you could make an argument, but... I get it. I, initially, it's, initially, it's not, initially, it ain't one I I'm going to choose to make. Initially, yeah. I had it the other way, and then I said... Yep. Yeah. Like, trust me. I, I, if, you really made, if you really made me sit down and say, who did their job the best last night? Mark Andrews. Yes, but... but Yes. Correct, 100%. All right, number five. Uh, and again, acknowledging that I'm cheating, number five is where I put Calais Campbell. Put him at four. And you can argue <laughs> that, that the argument you can make is the play was more important, yeah. but I think this is me acknowledging because I'm cheating, yeah. I have to put him at five. That's the way that it has to go. So that's the way the reason why Calais Campbell is my number five. You've got him at four. Yep, my number five is Adafi Owe. Yeah, he's my number four, Paul. Uh, my fi- number five is uh, Brandon Williams. Oh, okay. That's interesting. What's the? It's, sell me on Brandon Williams. He was in the running game, aside from from Adafi Owe. So I kind of went in a direction where I didn't want to pick too obvious of players because there's a couple that were really, really obvious. Um, he was the only guy who I saw make a difference in the run game for the Colts. I saw him make some tackles at the line of scrimmage, some tackles in the back in the in the backfield that I just didn't see anybody else making. Um, when they when they decided to run the ball uh, up the middle, a lot of the damage that they did was. On the edge, but I saw Brandon Williams make a couple of tackles that I thought were really nice in the game. All right, all right. It, it did not stand out to me, but I will acknowledge that. I, I mean, he made a couple of plays, but they got. It was so yes, bad against was, the run as a whole. It's that, difficult to yeah. consider any part of the run defense because they right. were terrible against the run. I get, I get that. It's it's not a player that I considered, but uh, I'll hear you. Um, my four is Adafi away, and it again, was more so he didn't do anything in the second half was the reason I had it, him at look, five. It's it's tricky, but making one game changing play, whether it happens in the second half or whether it happens in the first half, it's one game changing play. He also got a little too you know time and snap heavy toward the uh, the game continued. He seemed like he was he had that one offside penalty, right? Not that it would have mattered, and they were still moving the ball at will regardless. Correct. But yeah, no, I mean it's. You make a game-changing play, you make a game-changing play. Possible not to By be the way, very that, encouraged. I, I talked about this before. That really is kind of defense anymore in the NFL, and nobody wants to acknowledge that. But what defense has become is it's impossible to actually play defense. What you have to do is try to make just enough significant plays during the course who of the game. Who was the guy we had on who said that what was most impressive about OA was not just his athleticism, but his ball awareness? Was that Bruce Feldman when May we, when we had him on? But, I mean, that's proven true, right? It's not like Tavon Young was just going to hit yep. Carson Wentz as hard as he possibly could. Correct. Adafi Owe I, is I actually clearly... thought that Tavon Young was going to get penalized for launching in that situation, and nobody wants to talk about it, but based on the rule, he could have been penalized because he did launch himself into Carson Wentz in that situation. Adafi Owe, I mean, with this and the Mahomes No, we, we don't want that. To, we want to make that very clear. Nobody wants that to be a penalty, of course. but... It's the it. same way as the Justin Houston well, the game thing. The game's changing. The times are changing. Like, but you're not supposed to launch yourself into a quarterback any longer. But the way he did both this and the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire play, like yep. he is proving, similar to Marlon Humphrey last year, to just kind of be aware of where the football is when he's making these plays and getting it out. And, I mean, that's so important. Oh, it's critical. There's no getting – I mean, it's absolutely critical. There's no question about it. Um you know that, that to me is defense. That's defense in the NFL in 2021 is is making 
You you can't dominate teams. There are fluke days where you can do that. All you can do is try to make just enough big critical plays. And if that's what Adafi Owe is going to be, is just the guy that makes a critical play every game, I, you found a gem. He might be their best cornerback too. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It ain't Anthony Averett. Boy, did that train come to a screeching halt last night. My God. All of the – man, he's really developing himself into being a solid NFL cornerback. Maybe it was just the worst night of his life. I hope. I I hope that's the case. And as I said, if I'm – He's going to get tested. There's no doubt about that. If I'm every team in the NFL and I look out and I see Marlon Humphreys over there, Jimmy Smith's over there, here's where I'm throwing the ball every effing time. No doubt. Every time. Well, the running backs look pretty good, too. Yeah, sure. I throw it to them. I hear you. But if you're throwing downfield, sure. that's where I'm throwing every time. And he's got to be prepared for that. Like, that's where te- teams are going to Which target. Which always Anthony should have been the case to begin with anyway. Yes, it is goofy that right. other teams weren't doing the same thing. Right. I don't disagree with that. Who's your number four? Uh, my number four is Clay's Campbell. Okay, yeah. I mean, made yep. play. Again, we're all cheating because the play was made in special teams and we're counting him as a defensive player. He didn't player. exactly do anything on defense. He really didn't do a lot. Also, on that, that last drive where they missed the field goal, he had a pass rush where he got held, and there was a big penalty, I thought, that, that impacted the game. I mean, it they was, ended up going you know, down and having a field goal opportunity anyway, but it was it was a big play in the game at that point. All right. Sure. All right. I mean, you're making a better argument than we are. We're just acknowledging the fact that he's he really is but a special teams. on defense really right. deserves that Right, and so we're taking a special teams yeah. player and we're putting it yeah. on our list as a defensive player because he also plays defense. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Uh, and then I'm going to assume that everybody's the same way. Three is Brown, uh, yeah, two, and, two Andrews, one Jackson. Brown continues to be a number one receiver. I mean – like I said before, the run after the yeah. catchability is where I'm I'm most impressed with his growth. Right. Because it really was kind of laughable earlier in his career how the moment he caught the football, he would literally just drop to the ground because he didn't want to get hit because he weighed 160 pounds. Seems to have gotten a little stronger. I mean, he's breaking tackles now and fighting for yards after the catch. And, I mean, there's no doubt he's separating at a high level. Um, and Lamar has all the trust in the world in him for good reason. So maybe I'm – reading this wrong i didn't put brown on my top five <laughs> uh, and, and i'll tell you why one because I, I i i thought that i thought it was too obvious boy, right so boy, I, I was boy, kinda, the, <laughs> boy the next few weeks are going to be really interesting <laughs> i thought well obviously he had a monster game yeah. right and he's eighth in the nfl in receiving yards he's, he's second making in a hell NFL. of an argument for why he should be on your pants and on the ass he's, he's second in the nfl in touchdown passes but he's a first round wide receiver that's what he's supposed to be <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right? That's what he's supposed to be. I mean, so I, I mean, I I mean put, Lamar Jackson was a first-round quarterback. <laughs> right. Is he number one on your list? He is number okay, one. Okay. I mean, he's I, number one. And Mark Andrews was arguably the best player I just the field, don't even – I can't Lamar. even possibly think of who else Well, I, I, I did. I did Brandon Williams. I did Calais Campbell, Adolfe Owe. You um, gave three well, defensive – Well, actually – no, hang on a second. He's technically the only one of us that, that, did, it that did it correctly because he, he didn't put three. I get it. He actually put two defensive I players and a special teams player on I get on it. I'm list. not sure that's what he so, had in mind, though. So, he did it. So Paul technically well, I thought, well, what, when I came wild, in here. Who I, was your wild card in this? Yeah, the wild card was Brandon Williams. Well, that okay, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. You, here, I'm going to help you. You didn't cheat. Calais Campbell's your special teams player. And right. That's why you had to put two defensive well, yeah, players he, on your he, list. He, he and you couldn't put Marquise Brown on your list. Well, yeah, that, I, I'm I'm gonna bail you out on this. Well, one. well, when you when you say wild card, I assume you, you that you there's mean two somebody, offensive, two no, defensive. No, I just mean somebody who's not. The, the wild card is just anybody. Yeah. The wild card is you, you don't have a fifth, to. Put a it doesn't have there, to. Be. Right. The fifth well, person see, can be whoever you want it to be. Right. When I came in here, I was thinking about this on the drive over. When I came in here, I was under the assumption it had to be two defense, two offense, and one special teams. When I sat down, 
Glenn told me it didn't have to be. So then I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm like, should I put Brown in? Because obviously Brown was one of the three best players. No question about that. that. He 100% was. But I thought that Lamar and Mark Andrews were the two best players on the field. And when I look at it. This is going to be chiseled into stone and (laughs) passed down from Mount Sinai. So I'm just going to, I'm just, before we post it at glennclarkradio.com, do you want to stick, do you want to stick with your list? Or do you want to edit? I can, t- I can take. I, you know, I'm not. I want to make it very clear. We don't. We don't. We, there's two things that we don't do on this program. Don't we don't. Shame. We don't kink shame, and we don't bully. We're not going to be bullies. If you want to stick with your list, I want you to know, no one will ever force you to change your list. I'm just offering the option for you if you'd like. This is. Yeah. You know, I am sad that Bruce Cunningham felt like he had to take that tweet down last night. <laughs> it makes me sad. Which tweet? Funny I, tweet? I saw a tweet. I can't remember what he said. John Harbaugh is going to have to eat some ass at halftime. He didn't say. He said, John Harbaugh's, I hope John Harbaugh gets a mouthful of ass at halftime. <laughs> and this is why it makes me sad. I know exactly what Bruce Cunningham was saying. Bruce Cunningham spent a lot of time down south and around the Alabama football team. And it's a saying, it's a phrase, and because it also works with what – it's so funny. I, I never he, – he wasn't attempting no. to do something, and so he got defensive about it because Bruce gets defensive. I love you, Bruce. You know you get very defensive. I love you. You are the, one of the most defensive people I've ever met in my life. Um, More than me, huh? You're a defensive person. Yeah. That's a millennial defensiveness. Okay. You have that – Bruce is, is obviously not a millennial. Um, <laughs> if like he was, he might have known why he shouldn't have pressed send. Might, might be <laughs> yeah. the case. I'm so mad because it's such a great tweet. It's <laughs> so a funny. wonderful tweet. It's wonderful. It's great. And I'm so mad that he like felt, I'm Bruce Cunningham. I, if people are taking it this way, I have to take it down. It made me so sad. I'm like, this is such a great tweet. Why are you deleting it? Twitter was very funny last night, by the way. It was. I, Twitter was great. Twitter I mean, was great. The phrasing of Adam Schefter's mid-game announcement it was really, I really <laughs> laughed out loud really at something. a topic that is not funny. Correct. So let, let me just say again, I was at the game last night. Yes. And uh, we all know the service in MIT Bank Stadium is awful. Is, is yes. god awful, yes. and it drains your battery faster than anything I've ever seen. So I saw like none of this. I saw yeah, none of Bruce Cunningham's real, real tweet. Shammy, real Adam Schefter's tweet. I saw none of this. At a time when the Ravens were down by 19 points, yep. I found a lot of joy in Twitter. <laughs> it's good. It was having fun. I, I'm really mad because I did a bit where I took the Omar uh, Farm in the Dell yeah, whistle I saw that, yeah, yeah. and I laid yakety sacks over yeah. it, and I just forgot to say sound on, and so people weren't like getting what I. They just thought that I was sharing. Even on the Twitter, Omar. they just play with sound. No, they don't. They Ron, don't. Ron, if I had to guess, it's it's definitely Ron. It's 100% Ron. Um, and and then on top of that, the Ravens started coming back. <laughs> <laughs> like as I, because it takes you a minute to make something like this, and so as I made it, I'm like, ah, the Ravens are getting their asses kicked. This is gonna be a play great on Twitter. And then as I send it out, the Ravens are scoring a touchdown to make it a one possession game again. I'm like, ah, curses, <laughs> curses, my timing when it comes to something like this, horrendous. So it's up to you. You get to choose, so, Paul. So we are not I'm, gonna bully you. No, if I'm being perfectly honest, okay. So I get home from the game last night. It's about 2 a.m. because uh, it took forever to get out of the stadium parking lot. Well, you did all those drugs, all that peyote. Yeah, you know, well, and then you can hear by my voice, I was screaming my head off, right? So my throat was sore last night. My, we sleep with fans on in the room. It was really hard for me to fall asleep at any point throughout the evening. So pretty tired this morning. I have to admit, Adafe Owe was an oversight. So Brandon Williams. <laughs> but not Hollywood Brown. <laughs> well, Hollywood Brown was originally going to be on my list. We're, and then, giving, and then, we're giving you the option to cheat. We're telling you if you'd like to, you can do what we did. We are acknowledging we cheated. Well, the only way. We, the, we so, cheated. Not on, our, not on the women in our lives. No. We cheated on this list. 
Which is shameful because it's the final list Kyle's ever going to do before he dies. Like, it's a real shame that this is how he's going out. He's going out I'm as, fine with it for what it's worth. He's basically Mark McGuiring this thing. I can like, acknowledge that there were no other defensive players that I thought really deserved. I understand that, but we're supposed to do it anyway. That's the nature of the <laughs> list. We're just acknowledging we're not doing it. And we're not the only ones. It's just about everybody that's responded to this. Well, so... John Proctor is being John Proctor is being a hard ass about it. You guys are definitely cheating. Yes, John, you're right. We're cheating. If I can tell you exactly what my thought process was, I thought I had to do two defense. You ever watch Cheaters? Teams. Were you a fan of that program? I love. A lot cheaters. of people really take joy. I got, the guy got stabbed. That was, what? The guy on Cheaters? He got stabbed on a boat while while recording the show. You know about this? I it's, never knew about. It's that. the most famous thing about Cheaters. Holy he, f! He, he and this woman confronted the guy. He was cheating on her. He's on this boat, and what what was his name? It, not Al Del Greco because that was the kicker. But yeah, that was, was definitely the kicker. But it's it's a similar yeah, name. Similar, you never know. And he goes on the boat and he's in this guy's face and the guy just stabs him in the stomach. Clark James Gable. You think it? that oh, Joey, one, Greco. Joey Greco? Joey Greco. That's who it is. Joey how Greco. They, how do they? What are the rules on airing that one? You know, like oh, it's been it, aired multiple times. I believe it has. I mean, you wouldn't know about it if it weren't. But I feel like maybe there should be some sort of I don't know. Who There's am I some to say? internet conspiracy that it might have been staged. Oh, Some well, there's conspiracy around everything. That. There is conspiracy about everything. All right, so what, do you, what is your final list going to be? So I left off Hollywood Brown because I felt like I had to have two, one, and two, right? So then, and then Odafe always was an oversight. That's why I picked Brilliant. We're giving Brandon you Williams. the option. So, so it's going to be final list in no particular order. Just no, but we need it in a particular order. That's <laughs> the way Fine. these lists work. Calais Campbell, Odafe Owe, uh, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, Lamar. Same Jackson. list as mine. That's yeah. the way it ended up being. <laughs> I want to be very clear. We're not bullying you. No, I don't feel bullied. You, it's. I was embarrassed to admit that I had an oversight and completely didn't even think about Odafe Owe until five minutes ago. No, it's not as if he had a great overall game. He had, he just he had made, a strip sack. It was a right? massive play. It's yeah. a massive play. I would play say your oversight was Hollywood Brown, for what it's worth. Yeah. He was he was on my original list, but I thought I, I, I could have three I understand players. what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. All right. All right. I get what you're saying. All right, that's that's our list. <laughs> that's our list. We'll get to Ron in one second. Quickly, some this of the other... going swimmingly. You're <laughs> fine. Settle down. You're fine. This is this is the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> Proctor says, <laughs> you've kyled the S out of these pads. I did. I, this is this is Kyle on a Wednesday. You better be better than Kyle was with Would You Rather Wednesday. You better you better do. You're that. gonna miss me. Oh. You're gonna miss it. Eh, I, I just know. Not you Not on will. Wednesdays. I won't. Other You're days maybe, but not on Wednesdays when I would have to scream into the abyss. Uh, Proctor, <laughs> and I've planted seeds. It's gonna live forever. The only other people. guy. The only other guy that. Uh, oh, because other people are oh, gonna, hell yeah. uh, gonna Kyle it up. Um, I, I should point out, we're into hour number two of the program. It's also brought to you by the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Special time for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show this week. It's going to be at 10 a.m. We will kick off our proceedings on Thursday with the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Um, Thursday morning, 10 a.m. for this week's program. Uh, make sure you uh, set your alarms appropriately. Uh, you know, Make all of your plans for the week. And accordingly, knowing the Press Box Fantasy Football Show brought to you by CCBC Glory Days Grill and the Maryland Department of Transportation will be this Thursday morning at 10 a.m., then back to normal time next week. Proctor, uh, the only other guy, and this appears on a few people's list, Tavon Young at number five, as he points I just out. couldn't. I know. <laughs> and as he says, it would have been higher if not for the stupid retaliation penalty. And my point is, he would have been on my list yeah. if not for the stupid retaliation And even retaliation still, penalty. the plays that he made were all tackles. He was still part of the problem yes, defending and, the pass. Uh, he made like one play in coverage, but that was it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, 100%. Um, uh, DuVernay at four. Uh, okay. I mean, like... You know, a I, couple big catches. I think he's saying that specifically. 
Proctor, you've been doing... Why does Proctor not understand how pads work? It's one thing for Paul. Proctor, you've been doing this for years. You don't have to have a special teams player on the list. The fifth player can be another offensive player, another defensive player, a special teams player, or a coach. And there was really no impactful returns. I've said that every week since either. we started doing it's this. It's not like one of his returns. Well, was, I think the one in overtime was significant. He the 35, and that yeah, was, I thought know, that was a significant I don't think they were overtime. stopping the Ravens regardless. But, and you combine that with the fact that he had a nice, he has what, four it. catches for 45 yards, something like that. Well, then that. if we're doing that, then Calais Campbell's fine. Well, but he didn't, ma- he didn't have Brown on his list. <laughs> he but. made it a legitimate <laughs> special teams play. But you don't have to do that. That's the point. But you were giving him credit for his play off of special teams just now. Both. I was doing. I was in- yeah. incorporating all of it. I was well, saying he did a little bit Campbell special teams. Campbell played great on defense. Bit. No, he didn't. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, Campbell, Andrews, and Lamar obviously getting two pets. Uh, I, I mean, we can do this. Everybody's got the same group. Let's just be honest about it. Everybody's got the exact same group of players, uh, except for Nick Kelly puts Campbell at number two. Can't, well, cannot play. agree with you on that. It is a huge yeah. play. Just cannot agree with you on that. Uh, continue to get me yours. If for some reason you've got somebody that you think we're overlooking, please, in particular, uh, share them at Glenn Clark Radio, and uh, we will uh, we will share it during the course of the program. Ron is in Owings Mills. Ron, good morning, bud. How are you? Oh, good morning, Glenn. I'm I'm happy. Um, I'm doing well. You don't yeah. sound it, Ron. If I'm being honest, you don't sound really? happy. No. No, I am. I am. I just haven't slept much. But no, that's you know. fair. Yes, you've got to. Uh, uh, Ron, for those that don't know, he has a young child. I do, yeah, I know. It's uh, it's a surreal feeling, but um, you know, I can still uh, watch these games, and then I still get mad. I just can't be loud, you know. But uh, <laughs> I can still call you. I can That's still true. call you, and uh, so which true. is a great thing. They still let me make one phone call a day. Um, Glenn, uh, I'm glad we don't have to talk about the rushing record anymore. Oh, blessings, blessings from above. That that is something we'll never have to talk about again. Yeah, I mean, to me, a way more important stat, and obviously I don't want to be in these types of games, but Lamar has three fourth-quarter comebacks this season. To me, I mean, that's more impressive to me than any this team rushing record thing that got shoved down my throat. Um, which, by the way, after the game, nobody. it's funny how uh, nobody was talking about that accomplishment. Nobody was asked about it. I haven't heard one thing being mentioned about this record uh, at all. I mean – because they didn't br- look I, I this, this is a weird thing i'm um i if 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 they happen to get this record quote unquote and never had to do anything goofy in order to do it it's just the way the games went then obladi obladi you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. i'm not going to be mad about that i was i didn't like what they did at the end of the game i don't think it's the end of the world i didn't like it because there was no need to because this isn't a real record but if they had just gotten it if last week against the broncos they had run for 117 yards without having to do anything silly at the end of the game then you know god bless mm-hmm. it's not going to change my opinion it doesn't matter and right. as I said last night, this the, the the comparison I'm making this to me is like when Buck Showalter came in, and we all wanted to um, we 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 just wanted to bow to him when he did the bit where he said, "I'm aware of the save rule. I don't care about the save rule. I care about the win rule." We wanted to anoint him um, as being the greatest thing that had ever happened in the history of the city of Baltimore because I it's the same thing way that I felt when Adam Jones was like, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win baseball games. I don't care about any of this other stuff." Right. None of it. Yeah, and, I agree. Now, if it comes, I just care about the, winning. And Justin I care Tucker, about Lamar right? Getting better. Justin Tucker did it in the process of trying to win a football game. If you get an opportunity to break records while winning, high five everyone that you're able to do both things. But prioritizing. Yeah, I had no problem, by the way, with Tucker being the captain going into overtime. I, I am. I am. I have this. I 
it feels it felt like John Harbaugh giving a middle finger. Like it felt a little bit like John Harbaugh doing a bit where he was like, "How's your kicker? Let me let me show you this guy." Um, <laughs> but no, I don't have a problem with that either. Justin Tucker is one of the greatest players in all of football. Like, did, yeah, it, it, I agree. I'll just say this about Lamar. Um, so the comeback thing, yeah, I don't want to be in these types of games. I don't typically want him throwing forty plus. I mean. He was 1-7 as a starter when trailing by two-plus possessions entering the season. He's got three fourth-quarter comebacks this year. It's good. It's good. It's showing where I, – I mean, to me, the biggest thing that I'm seeing – he's thrown the ball better the last two weeks. I thought he threw the ball very well the past two weeks. He just – Hollywood dropped three touchdowns two weeks ago. Last week he threw it fine. Well I think the Detroit thing that too. I'm impressed with, threw Glenn – really well against he, Detroit. Again, yeah, against Detroit, threw really well. But one of the things that I think I'm seeing growth in – He's not um, – and one time he should have ran. He, he had a clear vision, and he stood in the pocket when he should have taken off. But for the most part, he has – there have been times where he has just immediately taken off without letting it develop. And I last night, if you go to Brian Baldinger's uh, Twitter, he pulled some video of a couple of sequences where he is specifically not – he's not rushing to get out of the pocket. He's standing in there, and he's throwing strikes. I haven't seen that type of – letting patience in the pocket from him that I think I, to me, that's, that's growth. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on that. I think there were a lot of times last night where we saw that there were yards to be had as a runner. And the one that he mentioned was egregious where it was like 20 yards to yeah. go and he could have yeah. probably scored a touchdown. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Correct. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm torn, right? Like I, I know that Lamar wants to be a pocket passer. I know that everybody thinks Lamar should be a pocket passer. Um, I'm not – there's nothing wrong with Lamar being a better pocket passer or We're trying to improve I think as last a pocket – He did he, – I mean, when they he, needed to win – Right. In, was the, when he had to get the bit between right. his teeth and, and chomp down, he I, I don't want him to wait until the game is literally hanging in the balance oh, yeah, to agree. be a runner. I, I want him in the first quarter of a football game – to see that he can make the game completely different by running. Um, I mean, they just came They came out throwing. Yes, that's what they did. And he they, did run. Those Colts, to their credit, I, did a good job were, of, it was of un- cutting his ankles. Well, you know, it was like, un- well, he also tripped on his, his own guy twice in the, well, the, the first. Powers, yeah, yeah that was unfortunate. Sure. Um, like, how many runs did we game. have on the first two, dry, three drives? Very few, very few. And, and one of them was a Lamar run that was a pass play. It was a, a pass call where he did take off. They didn't run. Yeah. I mean, they weren't trying to run the ball. They're trying they, – I, I don't think the Ravens are best suited to keep trying to throw the ball as many times as they have. And, yes, you can point out last night it wouldn't have been that many times if they hadn't fallen behind by two scores. True, but they still came out of the shoot on five of their first six offensive plays of the game trying to throw the football. Um, was that because of the way Indianapolis was guarding us? And the fact that they don't have a running back and, you know, it's it's all of those things, yes. Yeah. I just don't think it's – it's not that they can't. They obviously can win this right. way. I just don't think it's the way they're best suited to win. I agree. I agree. I was just happy for him because, like, I think at the end of the day, this is the bottom line. It's impressive with all the guys that have been out and hurt. Lamar is carrying. Uh, there's no doubt that – I mean, the defense was awful last night. I mean, Patrick Queen was awful. I mean, the the, the defense was bad other than OA. But my thing is this. It's all about the playoffs. But I think the, these are the things that prepare Lamar. I'm not trying to put so much in, like – put together an off-fluff article about what does this mean? Like, I get it. It's impressive. The numbers are the, what the numbers are. It's, it's very impressive. At the end of the day, Glenn, it's about putting together games, stringing together games against good defenses in the playoffs to win a championship. I think Lamar is playing, is throwing the ball better. But you're correct. 
we're going to have to get this run game back to what it needs to be. But well, it might not I, be the standard that they had for the last couple of years, but it's right. it's got to be more than this. Like, they, but, but are you only... impressed with the way Lamar is throwing? Yes, the ball of course. Week? I'm overwhelmed by it. I mean, he's okay. he, he looks like one of the best passers in the NFL at the moment. And I would still say the way he's throwing the football and with the threat he provides with his legs yes, for it, as long as defenses still feel they, they need to, to yes. load the box. I don't with the running backs that they have. I don't know that. There isn't an argument to be made that this isn't the best way. Yeah, I'm going to disagree you know? with that. I'm not, I'm I don't gonna, look. I don't I'm know definitively. Seriously, disagree with that. I don't know definitively. Yeah, but I, 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 I wholeheartedly disagree. And this is the Brandon Staley comment from a week ago. You have mm-hmm. to force defensive players to have to make plays. You have to try to wear them down. You got lucky last night, and you have to acknowledge how lucky you got last night. You have to establish a run to wear mm-hmm. down defensive players. But as, with the guys they have and the way they've been blocking, like it's easier said than done. Well, I, I get that it's easier said than done, but you have to try. You can't just right. give up on it and say we can't do it. You have to attempt to do that in the National Football League. It's I got agree, to be Glenn, there. And, uh, the fumble. Just one quick thing on the fumble. I didn't. I mean, I didn't love. They knew that the RPO was coming. They complete. I give the Colts credit. Lamar has to hold on to that ball. He knows it. He, I don't know what. What was his comment in the postgame? He didn't think he fumbled. Well, there is about? there is one particular close, yeah. there is one particular frame that if you if when in looking at it they were saying the ball shifted, but it's hard to really say. Yeah, it's yeah. if if they had if they hadn't caught it a fumble on the field, Ron, I'm not certain that it would have been overturned because there is one particular frame when you slow it down where mm-hmm. you see knee on the ground, and the ball is not definitively out. It's, you they think, said the call stands. Right. Not that it was you, you think it's coming out, and so, but I don't right. think they would have overturned it the other way. I think that was so, a... Just based off of how it was called on the field. Yes, correct. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I, I just, the ball security is a big thing. I mean, I, I get it. It's just, to me, I'm giving him credit. We overcame. I just think we got to get better there, and yeah. we got to get better. I didn't necessarily think you know, you don't always need. I, obviously, I want the RPO more times than not, but you don't always need to do the RPO. You can't just hand it off to the running back straight right on the one yard line. Well, yes, and that was well. Part of the problem is they don't they don't trust their run game at the moment. But it was obviously glaring in that moment because they would have had a touchdown had they done. That. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt. Well, anyways, Glenn, I know right, you buddy. got a lot. You got yep. a busy show, but I'm very proud of Lamar. I'm happy for him. It's I remarkable. want to see him win a champ. Championship. I think he's throwing the ball well. I, these are the things that I, we talked about all offseason. Can it evolve? Yes, I want to still be heavy run, but he's doing things that I've been asking him to do. It's not. I'm not making up these false narratives. I want to see him win a championship. I want John Harbaugh to succeed, so I'm, I'm happy for this organization. It's a happy day. Appreciate you, buddy. Good to hear from you. That's Ron and Owings Mills. Love that guy. All right, uh, come back in. Uh, still a lot to get to. We'll talk more. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about power rankings, which are uh, headed up today at PressBoxOnline.com. Finally. I know. I know this is the moment that you wait for uh, every – I might even turn it into a finish this, perhaps. Might even uh, pull something out of there for a finish this. And uh, Kurt Angle, the Hall of Famer, is going to join us as well. All that coming up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. 
Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Roll, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash Sports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Grade 8's memorabilia, and True Strong Services. Nothing but All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Tuesday edition of the program after a Ravens victory. If you missed Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley last night, they caught up with uh, Kenny Singleton, and that is available right now at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. So by clicking on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video and see it there. Stan Shows is always brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. All right, uh, still to come this morning, we're going to hear from uh, the great Kurt Angle. Uh, power rankings are up right now. We haven't spent any time. I guess we should spend a minute talking about the John Gruden thing just because it was clearly a, a you know, a huge, a huge story last night, and we just, you know, 
there, there was a Ravens game. So in any other world, we'd probably spend more time talking about John Gruden, but you know, we've had a game to talk about this morning. Um, the, 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 I don't feel sorry for him. Oh, no. There's no there, obviously, there's no sympathy for John Gruden. There's no sympathy... I try to think of your like they were Brian Greasy was doing the bit last night where he's talking about how he feels bad for the Raiders or feels bad for Derek Carr he and a hundred million dollars. I don't like was, uh, there's something to be said for choice. if if you're paying a human being a hundred million dollars and you haven't and, vetted them like and that's unfair, right? Because no one's vetting involves combing through Donald their, Trump's their personal emails. Yeah. No one's vetting, like if you know, I you're you're going to work for um, sure. a, a a big 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 company yeah. co whatever it is, They're, Walmart. When, when they vetted you, they didn't find all of those things you said about me in your emails. I also don't understand. Like, there's better. I've never sent uh, an email with I, anything. I, I this is not a somebody. Somebody responded to me. It's just an old person way of communicating, and like. And it's sort of like I think younger generations do not use their emails for, like like for like ba- uh, uh, <laughs> like a locker room talk. talking. Yeah, yeah right. Like, like I think you're right about that. I don't mean I don't, but it, like you know I, I, if somebody come through my Facebook messages, and in the scope of this investigation, I don't know if that would be well, yeah, something they would be able to do. A harassment claim from Ronald McDonald. Right. Correct. They're, no. I mean they they wouldn't find that, but they'd find like. They'd find naked pictures of girls I used to date. Like they'd find I hear you. things like that that they wouldn't. They weren't. I'll make this very clear. They're not going to find me saying you s- the words. You weren't sending Bruce that, Allen. That's true too. Yeah. But I'm also like they're they're not going to find the things that of John course. Gruden said because I don't say those things. Sure. Like that will not be something that you would find. I, you can comb. I will let you comb through. No, I take that back. I'm not just going to allow you to comb through because again, there are going to be some pictures that I don't want you to see. Um, like a full spread for Playgirl. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> if we remove all of the pictures, then I might let you come through. Mike Honcho. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I know I don't feel bad, and it's a weird thing. Whether I do, I feel bad for the Raiders. It's a I don't know. I have a weird feeling about that. I feel bad for Raiders fans to an extent. I, to an extent, do I? Because they had reason for hope, and but, it but seems to, to have been derailed. To the, to the extent that. Was there a way for them to know that John Gruden was a you know a, a horrendous person? I don't know. I well, don't. Not if you ask Mike Tarico and Tony Dunn. Correct. Thank you. I don't know if in doing the appropriate vetting that a major corporation should do, they would have come across something and they would have just turned a blind eye blind eye to it. This we have to acknowledge goes beyond reasonable vetting. Companies do not get access to your personal emails when they try to vet you. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if the Raiders could have known these specific things and then chosen to hire him anyway. It's possible they did every ounce of vetting I mean, they could do. I would say do. the entire country was largely charmed by John Gruden and his Correct. time at ESPN and liked his Gruden's gridiron or whatever it yeah. was and yep. QB. The QB camp or whatever. All of that yeah, stuff. Right. I mean, he was like, oh, look at that that. Goofy, grumpy guy, yeah, you know? Uh, this guy. Yeah. Like we, got, we did, 100%. That's the way that the majority of people found out, uh, felt, felt about him. So it might very well be that, yeah, you, you do kind of feel bad for the Raiders because there was no way I mean, for them to My criticism of the hiring was less about Gruden the, the man and more about cr- Gruden the, yes, there, the that's old a, that's football a, But that's guy. a different thing, right? right? Like course. It was easy to second guess giving $100 million to John Gruden and him immediately coming in and blowing out Khalil Mack. Like there, it's easy to second guess some of those decisions, but that doesn't mean that there was any reason to think of that this was coming. Now, maybe there was, and that's the part. Maybe they did do some vetting 
And somebody came back in the room and was like, man, I don't, I don't know. I was talking to some people, and they were like, you better be careful about some of the things I've heard him say well, about Raiders him. surely have firsthand knowledge of John Gruden the person from their time Yes, with, with John prior, Gruden, right? correct. Some people in the organization do anyway that had been there previously. Well, Mark Davis and was it, around with his it, little bowl cut. It might very well be that Mark Davis heard John Gruden. Now, make, that's a looker. Yeah, no doubt. Make disparaging comments about gay people sure. and just tried to say, like, well, it was a different time, right? right? And, like, that just the way that it ended. And to some extent, to some extent, there's truth to it, right? To some extent, I get that. there are definitely things that human beings said no flippantly that don't make it okay but can fall into it was a different time. That we have to be willing to acknowledge that there were some things. No, I'm not beyond reproach. Not, not all of it. Not everything he said. Not everything he did. Not, not that at all. There's no world in which any some of these things are excusable. And it also extended, I think, past the time when society yes, had, had began to change, right. and we had realized that things that we were doing right. were horrendous, and they needed to end quickly. Like you can't. In 2012, it was no longer. It's a different, you know, it was a, a different time. Right. We knew. We knew as a society in 2012. In 2014 when Michael Sam. Yes, being 100%. We knew at that point there were things that you didn't do or didn't say any longer. Um, certainly not if you wanted to be a part of a society where you were going to, you know, have a job and, and do those things. So there's no, uh, to be abundantly clear, there is no excuse to be made for John Gruden. There is no pass that's given. This is to me in the context of do I feel bad for the Raiders. I don't feel bad for them, but I do think there is at least a possibility that they did the vetting they were supposed to do and and couldn't have known. I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. I don't know that either, but I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Um, it's a certainty that it is... The NFL shielding Dan Snyder is has to end. And... I know if you if you hate the Washington football team, that would actually bother you because you're like, hey, as long as he's in charge, I know they're gonna stink. They're garbage, and, and, we'll and, stay garbage, and, yes. and so I kind of like the fact that he's the owner of the team, but separating from fandom and just looking at whether or not selectively a human being, revealing horrible things and saying this doesn't apply to him, so we can talk about this or yep. I mean, I would imagine New York Times didn't only have X. I don't know how that works, frankly. I don't know how that would work with the New York Times having access to. John Gruden's emails, if they're investigating the Washington football team's servers, and if there's any scenario where they wouldn't similarly have access to Well, it might just, it might just be, it. again, I, I don't know that... And the New York Times has no, they're not beholden. You're going you're to have to tell me if I'm wrong. I believe the reason why they have access to the Bruce Allen's emails, they don't really have access to John Gruden's emails. They have access to Bruce Allen's Correct. emails is because he was using, like, the team's email. Sure. I, I think if he had used... Bruce Allen at gmail.com. I actually have that. They would not. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. You, the good thing, the good idea to park that. I I don't know. I don't know, right? Because this isn't, to my understanding, a criminal investigation. I think this is an internal investigation. So I don't think they would have access. If John Gruden had been emailing Bruce Allen at gmail.com instead of emailing well, then I would have revealed Bruce Allen at you know redskins.com or whatever the, the, sure. the email was. We might never know about these things because they just might never have come out. The only reason they came out is because I understand he was using his internal email, yeah, which is I mean, I wouldn't put it another the, level of stupid. I can't, be, I can't well, even begin to... We've heard about the culture of the Washington football team. Yes, it's totally that possible that Dan Snyder was also his, using yeah. his, his stupid... Yeah. you know, it's, or, or was or at least using his emailing um, right, Bruce, Bruce Allen's Allen, company, company email. Like That's totally plausible. Um, but it's very clear that they will not release the findings of this investigation... These things had to be put out by the New York Times because 
they're unwilling to release these findings because they know how effing damaging it would be to one of their partners. And sure. that's the the NFL is the owners, and it's the part that we keep forgetting about in this process. Roger Goodell does not work on behalf of the players or the fans. Roger Goodell is a representative of the 32 NFL owners. Mm-hmm. That's what the NFL is. The NFL as an entity is the owners and nothing else. A lot of people, friends of mine, Greg Rosenthal, who I love and do a podcast with, works for the owners of the NFL. That's who he works for. This is the reality. They are going to shield Dan Snyder, no pun intended, shield Dan Snyder as much as they possibly can. This has to be the breaking point. This has to be the moment where they separate and say, dude, at some point this is going to come out. Like at some point somebody's going to find what our what our complete and total findings were. We can't we can't do this any longer. Like we can't it's insane. The, the most insane part about all of this is that apparently John Gruden knew on Friday they had access to all of his emails, lied, made this. St- I don't. I don't recall this at all. This doesn't sound like me whatsoever. When he knew not only what else he had done, but he knew they knew, and yet decided to lie. Go coach a football game knowing it was all going to come out. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Made the Raiders, you know, cape for him. Made people that he was friends with. And look, it does not excuse Mike Tirico or Tony Dungy for what they did on network television. This is not hard. I, I For example, I love Kyle. I love him. You know, that weird little brother type of way, but I love him, right? If somebody tells me, Nora, we found some things out about Kyle – the first thing I'm going to do is not going to be, well, that's impossible. That's not the Kyle I know. I'm a murderer. The first thing I'm going to do is say, I'm going to try to find a little bit more out about what it is that you're asking me about before I say anything that's going to make me look like an idiot. And I love Kyle, and that's the way that I'm going to respond to it. I've known Kyle for seven years. And if somebody comes to me and says, do we like you to respond to, we got all these, you know, the, Kyle was saying some really terrible things about squids. I'm like, that's insane. I, I They're know. delicious. Kyle is a friend of Squids. What are you? T- I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that because I'm not gonna make myself look like an ass in the process. I'm going to allow myself the ability to say, "Okay, I don't know enough about this yet. I'm going to take a minute to try to figure out everything I can possibly figure out. And at the point at which I think I have all of the information I can possibly have, then maybe I'll offer an opinion about it. Maybe, maybe." And Kyle might be upset because if he didn't do the things that he's accused of, he might be like, dude, what, you're supposed to be my friend. Why aren't you you know, defending me? Why aren't you doing that? Well, because we live in a society. It's 2021, man. That's the way that it works. I need to know everything I can possibly know before I make myself look like an ass. And Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy obviously made themselves look I'm like glad asses. glad you learned that lesson finally. Thank God. Thank God. Just in time. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I actually have learned that lesson fully. Um, but that's also unjo- like it, if John Gruden really thinks that these guys are his friends, he should be ashamed of himself for the fact that he allowed them to embarrass themselves and didn't say, "Hey, look, you know, you you got to assume these guys at least reached out to him and said, you know, hey man, like gonna go on TV and say something." Like he should be the one to maybe don't things could get worse. Like this is it's it's 
it's so shameful. It's shameful on top of shameful. The original actions were shameful. Him knowing this was about to come out and just trying to hide from it, like, hey, guys, no big deal, right? <laughs> like, what the hell did you think was going to happen when the rest of the emails came out? Do you think America was going to sit back and be like, ah, oh, gee, Josh, gosh, golly, that John Gruden, right? Like, that's that 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 old scamp. Like, is that what you think was going to occur here, bro? That's so embarrassing, well, man. Let me ask you a question, if I may. So, like, back in two thousand five, when Rafael Palmeiro, they found out that he was using steroids, yes. right? And he goes out and he gets his three thousand tip for the Orioles, and they're all giving him a celebration at first base. He knew that they had already discovered that he had been using steroids right. and he knew the suspension was coming, but he didn't say anything about it. Now, I get it's a little bit different. I mean, he did lie in front of Congress. <laughs> that also happened. Yeah. It's, yes, he it's, clearly didn't. His scruples were... <laughs> a little different. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, but, I mean, do you condemn Palmero for not saying, hey, guys, I'm gonna about, I'm I, about to I, get suspended I, for steroids. I mean, you, I condemn Palmero for a lot of things. Now, look. There's a distinction between 3,000 hits and a random game on a Sunday in the NFL. Also. And, and there's... I don't. I don't blame Palmero for saying th- this. The steroid era is quite different in that genuinely every baseball player was doing it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that. That he knew, and Rafael Palmero knew that. And so when he got popped, I can certainly understand him being in a place where, like, you want me to be the one that like volunteers that I shouldn't be celebrated when all of these other guys are being celebrated despite the fact that they're using steroids. It, it's. That does make it a little bit different. Yes, in hindsight, it's pretty shameful. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I certainly could understand where Rafael Palmero was like, dude, if you want to go out and celebrate Barry Bonds, then I deserve to be celebrated too. Um, because we all doing it. Like right. Every single one of us is doing it. I shouldn't be singled out as the only guy that has to be penalized for it. Um, and, and in some bizarro, sick, twisted world, that might be how John Gruden feels, right? Like, yeah, well, a lot of guys are saying... I know what all the other coaches are saying. I know what all the coaches are saying that are just lucky that they weren't friends with Bruce Allen. And that, we have to acknowledge, is part of the truth to all of this. Football's a corrosive culture. 100%. There's a lot of dudes today that are breathing a sigh of relief only because they aren't friends with Bruce Allen. That if somebody ends up getting access to their emails, it's going to be real problematic for them. I happen to know I got sued once. So my, my Facebook messages and my email, all of these things had to be viewed by attorneys had to be looked over and if there was anything in there that was remotely actionable i assure you they would have found it they went through all of my and realized oh crap we're gonna have to drop this because you've literally never said anything that's remote it's all been out there and it was made public record too by the way at one point literally all of my personal information had to be made public record because i got sued his waistline correct and i've done a great job of protecting that over the years um, but it's out there, so I can be confident in saying I ain't said these things. I know because all of my messages. Now this was was eight years ago, so I guess the the most recent eight years of my life it, it wouldn't be out there. Um, but there's a lot you of really people ramped it up since then, you know. You know me, man. I started to, I started to say some. When they things. zig, you zag, you know. <laughs> when the rest of the world says we're gonna stop doing these things, I'm like, now it's time, <laughs> my time to shine. Um, but no, I look. I, you know, there are a lot of coaches, there are a lot of general managers, there are a lot of owners, there are a lot of everybody who's just very fortunate that nobody's gotten into their email today. And you might be able to tell some of that because they're going to be asked about John Gruden. Like, they're going to go in front of him. Uh, well, Jerry Jones has already, like, hesitated to yep. comment and was yep. like, and It's exactly yeah. the way it's going to go. When, when, when people are asked in front of a camera this week, you're going to tell because 
they're not going to condemn John Gruden. They're going to they're going to change the subject very quickly. They're going to say, well, you know, uh, it's not really for me to comment on, and um, you know, it's just a, it's very unfortunate. They're going to say something like that, and a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, what they're really thinking is, thank God, thank God, no mm, one has access. And don't turn your attention to me. Correct. No one has access to my emails, my texts, my. Thank God, that's the case. And there will be, of course, a certain percentage of people that say, this is unfair. These are private conversations. I mean... Are we not better off okay. kind of knowing? Okay, you're right. They're private conversations that, that were brought to light because of an investigation that forced someone to turn over their information. And that's how the justice system works, man. You do get to have private conversations right up until the point where those conversations are entered in as evidence. The, I don't know if anybody's watching the, the Clinton show right now, but like, there are a lot of people that didn't know they were being recorded in those moments. Yeah, it doesn't mean they should be protected from their statements. The, the, it's the way it yeah. works. There's, this is the way that this works in America. This isn't new. This isn't like the Donald Sterling thing. We like made this seem like this was some scandal that uh, private recordings would become public at some point. Like, no, this has existed throughout the history of time. Do we not feel better off knowing? I sure if I'm employing the guy I want to know, I want to know, and I guarantee I say I guarantee you, you're not finding anything from 2014 where I'm saying anything like that. Not happening. And I will gladly allow you again. You got to let me get rid of some of the pictures. God allow me to get rid of some of the pictures. That's you did make me run that human hamster wheel that one. That time. was a different thing, unrelated. Unrelated. And we, what do we say? What are the two rules? We don't well, you bully. You promised me cheese. We and I don't still bully and it. we don't. It wasn't my kink. I, okay, but that doesn't. <laughs> we don't kink shame anyone, Kyle. Not just you. We don't kink shame anyone. No one gets kink shamed on this program. That's. A, I want to make that abundantly clear. That's all I had to say about the John Gruden thing. Um, you know, it's 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 yes, it's it's a, it's a massive bombastic story. And thank you, Adam Schefter, for bringing some levity to the situation. <laughs> Although Roger he, Goodell when, is the first thing when he, he offended when he when he went on television, like it felt like he was announcing that John Lennon know, got right? shot. Like it felt like be the Pope it, has died, it was you know? so <laughs> over the top the announcement. And it's really I don't know if you guys saw, but I had tweeted twenty seconds earlier than that. Yeah. I'm like, is he just been really not going to break in at any point and like go back to the studio for a, and twenty seconds later they go to <laughs> Adam Schefter sweep of offending and, and, Commissioner and, Roger Goodell as the leadoff of right. all of it. How shameful! <laughs> How dare he! How dare he offend the commissioner? That poor, poor commissioner. <laughs> the other, the other people too, I guess. Minorities, women. Yeah, right. <laughs> Roger Goodell, That's, first and foremost. We are not going to stand for that. All right. Um, today's show is also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. Uh, KZ had a big win last night in Underdog. He had a four prop parlay. That was receiving yards for Jonathan Taylor, for Marquise Brown. Did that one pretty quickly. For Mark Andrews, and number of completions for Lamar Jackson, which literally was double. Lamar, the number of completions like for Lamar Jackson was 18 and a half. Yeah. Doubled it. Yeah. Doubled the number. And KZ played a $5 player prop for all four bucks. of those things and cashed out 50 bucks Not last bad. night on Underdog Fantasy Football. There is real money to be made. And we're giving you free money in order to play. All you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app. Use the code PRESSBOX. When you do, deposit $10 or more, and we will give you $10 free to play with. 
Um, it's not just player props. It's not just the parlays. It's also got those daily and weekly fantasy games that you've loved from other sites in recent years. It's got other sports. Um, you're watching baseball. But I think it's a real shame that there was so much going on in football last night because the baseball was very compelling. Um, unfortunately, the yeah. wrong result. We're not thrilled about that. But I, I, I am rooting openly against the Dodgers, too, so I did enjoy them losing a one nothing game last night. Um, but they got other sports too. Basketball season's about to ramp up. Uh, hockey season officially starts tonight, so you can play at Underdog Fantasy Football, underdogfantasy.com. I entered last night. Yes. Down by, shoof, it was like 81 to 116. Yeah. I was going against Jonathan Taylor. So the beginning did not go well. No, you were very nervous after the second play of the game. But my Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown. Yeah, that ended up being quite helpful. Pulled me to a 151-146 win on that final touchdown. I, I had, in both my leagues this week, I had teams that scored over 200 points. Both the leagues I care about. No offense to KZ's. Sure. There's no cash involved. Uh, Paul kicked my ass in that league, in fact, this That week. was my first win. Uh, in this league. It but was 0-4. I rarely even yeah. check that league and pick up players in that I, I, league. It's, yeah. I do it like the day before, and I'm like, piss, there's, not, there's no good players <laughs> available. Um, there really aren't any good players. Well, because we don't do um, kickers, no kickers and defenses, and, defenses, and we all, play four flexes, right. it means that we have yeah, so many. There's, there's just nobody. there's never any good players available in that league. Um, yeah. But the two leagues that I care about, I'd scored over 200 points. I'm like, man, I'm a top dog in both leagues. And then I looked down last night. It was quite the scoring league. And it was like somebody had 254, somebody yeah. else had 237. I'm like, Jesus Christ, good thing I wasn't playing them. Correct. Imagine scoring 200 points and losing. I... <laughs> Week one in one of my leagues, I was I lost one eighty five to one sixty nine. That sucked. Um, but the guy who I went to the game with last night, I actually happened to be playing him in the league that he's a commissioner, and then he was up one twenty eight to one hundred five, and I only had Mark Andrews left to go. Didn't there think I had a chance of winning, and he puts up forty two fantasy points. Decent little night for him. Not a bad night. Not a bad night. All right, uh, we'll come back in. Uh, the great Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist, Hall of Famer. He joins us next, Glenn Clark Radio. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialist. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember, because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. 
once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. PressBox's Project Game Day, every game day presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five tweet us at glenn clark radio 21st century talk radio at glennclarkradio.com all right back in here on gcr every seat is the best seat at m&t bank stadium of course there's another game coming up this sunday pretty big one lamar versus herbert i'm gonna be there yeah, oh, look at you. Look at you. That's uh, a long time. That's a decent one to go to, frankly. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. I don't I mean, of course I'm nervous, but should be a good game though. The, the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, so mm-hmm. I, you know, that's that's the reality. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets now available at baltimoreravens.com slash tickets. Quickly, um, just uh, because of the result of last night's game, as we mentioned earlier, Kyle and uh Proctor did get a cover, so now for the year. We are sitting at KZ at 500 and in first place with a bullet, a multi-game lead at 500, 25 and 25 on the year. Uh, all of us two games back, Kyle, Stecka, and myself, and then only four games back at the bottom of the table is John Proctor. So we'll make picks again on Thursday morning, but a big week for KZ. Did not get the perfect week, so we still have never had a perfect week. He goes 7-1-1 one, and one instead as he took the L last night. There was something that I felt like I wanted to mention here. I, I could have sworn. Why has my brain stopped functioning? I don't know. Well, since we don't know what it is, how about we talk to Kurt Angle instead? Uh, we had to do this uh, a little bit earlier on this morning because of his schedule. He's coming to town, and uh, Brandon from Jobbing Out sat in with us uh, because we're going to air it on Jobbing Out as well this week. But uh, Kurt Angle uh, right here on GCR. It's true. It's true. Coming up this Saturday, Baltimore Celeb Fest. And uh, we're really excited because the Grade 8 stable with Grade 8's memorabilia is stacked. It includes the Inspiration, who you once knew as the Iconics, the Briscoes, Tessa Blanchard, and oh, some fella maybe you've heard of who now joins us. He is the Hall of Famer. He is the Olympic gold medalist. It is an honor to welcome, uh, we are huge fans of his, the great Kurt Angle is now with us. Kurt, it's Glenn and Brandon. It is so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. 
Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Man, it's so good to talk to you. You have no idea what, I mean, I'm sure you get this all the time, but we are nerdy, nerdy fans of yours, man. Um, There's so much. There's nothing wrong with that. I I mean, it makes, it makes interviews much easier, right? Like it's very much, uh, Mm -hmm. I I accuse Brandon of this all the time, but I'll do the same thing. It's going to be that Chris Farley show uh, bit from back in the day on SNL, (laughs) where we just talk about all the things that we love about you. Uh, I need to make sure everybody knows great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight is where you go to get your tickets for meet and greets, pictures, autographs, everything this weekend, including there is a ticket for 300 bucks that includes meet and greets with everyone in the great eight stable. And if you know anything about this industry, that is an insane deal. So get to great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight right now in order to get that. Um, Kurt, I want to start here because I've been wanting to ask you this question for a long time. We're in Baltimore. Sure. I do sports. You know, Brandon's actually a Steelers fan, so we kind of hate him. Um, but but you, Kurt's from Pittsburgh. I know. Once upon a time, <laughs> you tried out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. And life could have been much different had you ended up becoming a Pittsburgh Steeler. But you would have been in the league around the same time as another guy who was pretty good at wrestling named Ray Lewis. And I'm just wondering what it would have been like the first time Kurt Angle, the fullback, ran into Ray Lewis, the linebacker, in the NFL. What would have happened, sir? I would have gotten knocked on my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I I so appreciate that honesty. (laughs) Uh, Ray Lewis was one tough SOB. (laughs) As someone who put their arm around Ray Lewis one time for a photo, I am frightened at what that body could do if it hit a person. Oh, God, that is such a great way to start this off, man. You, you, um, you know, obviously you've accomplished everything there was. Did you ever, like, in the years afterwards think about, like, you know, you did the Olympics, you became one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Was there ever a moment in your life where you're like, Man, I wish I would have ridden that football thing out just a little bit or or <laughs> you know You know what? I I I really wanted uh what happened was I wasn't having a lot of success in wrestling at the time. I wasn't able to make the Olympic team. This was like in 1992, 93, 94. And uh the Steelers were interested because they signed a guy recently named Carlton Hassery. Okay. Carlton Hasbrick never played football a day in his life. He was a wrestler from Pitt Johnstown University, a small division, division two school. And uh, the Steelers drafted him in the eighth round, which was a really smart move because he was really big and he was really quick, great athlete. But because of him, the Steelers drew some interest uh, for me. Uh, they, they were, they were um, interested in me. So, they wanted to see what I had. And uh, the, the difference between Carlton and myself was Carlton was not at a skill position. He was a lineman. I tried out of the skill position. If you don't do that in college, there's no chance you're going to make it in the NFL. If you don't, uh, uh, you know, if you didn't uh, play a, a skill position in college, then there's no chance you're going to get drafted or even taken into the NFL. So, um, I did the try it. It was pretty good. It just wasn't good enough. Well, I mean, it, I guess it worked out for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It worked out better. Trust me. <laughs> I would have been a, I would have been an average fullback in the NFL for four or five years as opposed to Olympic gold medalist. Whew. 
Man, yeah. man, how history could have been different. How history could have been different. <laughs> the great Kurt Angle is with us uh, as he's coming to Baltimore Celeb Fest this weekend. Um, Kurt, being you know, we we uh, one of the, co- the one of the other hosts of our show happens to be a current WWE SmackDown superstar. His name is AJ. He's in this group called Hit Row, and um, what their their gimmick is, I'm not sure if you've seen them yet, but their gimmick they're on they're going to be on SmackDown moving forward is their rappers. Um, and I was just wondering. Do you have anything to say? As the best rapper in WWE history, <laughs> is there any advice that you can give to our friend AJ, who's a former uh, NFL player as well, yeah. about being a rapper in the WWE? Because, again, you are, of course, the greatest rapper in the history of professional wrestling. <laughs> Here's the secret. You just have to make it rhyme. <laughs> 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 it worked out pretty well for you. It worked out okay. <laughs> Everything that you get, I, I'm sure, you know, like in the street, people come up to you and, and tell you you suck, and I'm sure you yeah. get it's true, it's true all the time. It, but is there anything you get more than the joy of winning a gold medal with a broken freaking neck? Is there anything that you get more that people just love and want to repeat to you over and over again? <laughs> that That is the number one. That's That's bigger than... It's true, and you suck, and I'm just a sexy Kurt. Uh, yeah, that, that's the top one. <laughs> that's number one. It has been for, for the longest time, and it always will be. I won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> did you, did you, can you tell us any of the genesis of that? Can you tell us any of the story of, of where it came from? And at that point in your life, like, did, 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 did you get it? Did you want to be a part of something like that? Or are you like, man, I don't, this isn't who I am? You know what I, I, you know, the character they gave me was, you know, kind of a, a little uh, nerdy, and uh, you know, it, well, he was a heel character. You know, he preached the three eyes and did the opposite. And um, so when the fans would boo me, I, it just came out one day. I said, "Oh, you're gonna boo an Olympic gold medalist? I want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck." <laughs> that was the beginning of it. I it just came to me like that, and I was like, "Oh man, that's." That's my logo from now on. <laughs> you know, it's really unique that with the background that you have um, prior to WWE, that you came into WWE and really, you know, of course you're known for being an amazing athlete and of course you're known for the wrestling part of it, but that you have so many catchphrases and character moments um, in WWE. And I think it, it, it's, it's probably the hardest thing for someone who's a true athlete in other sports that transitions into WWE to pick up and and succeed at. And with that in mind, you know, with Gable Stevens, Steveson coming into WWE, you know, what would be your advice to him as far as how to, you know, obviously this guy's an amazing athlete and he's got that part and, and there's enough there to mold athletically. What would be your advice to him as far as how to make the rest of it click? Well, first thing I would tell him is forget everything he learned the last 20 years. Wow. Uh, the amateur wrestling, throw it out the window. Uh, all it will do is affect you. It'll harm you. It won't help you. Um, you know, you, one thing about amateur wrestling is you, you go for the kill. You go for the pin as quickly as possible. There's no psychology behind it. Um, you, uh, you also have to show emotion. In amateur wrestling, you don't show emotion. You don't show if you're scared or excited or nervous you just go out there and you and you 
do your thing. Um, in, in pro wrestling, you have to show a lot of emotion. You have to show when you're angry, you're scared, uh, you know, pissed off, um, happy, excited. Uh, it, it crosses over to the fans. So I had to forget everything I ever learned, especially my moves, because I was very aggressive in the amateur wrestling. And uh, I had to uh, pull back a little bit and say, okay, let me give my body to the guys that are in the ring with me. So I would give up my body and I would learn how to bump properly and sell properly. And I, I took a less aggressive approach. I think Gable should do that because if he doesn't, a lot of guys are going to be terrified of him. And they're not going to want to get in the <laughs> ring with him. If he's shooting for real, they, they don't like that. So, you you know, that's that's one piece of advice I would tell. Man, he looks he looks like he is going to be an absolute superstar. My God, he just looks like he, he does. Is, oh, oh, he looks like he's going to be so great. Kurt Angle is with us again. Baltimore Celeb Fest uh, 2 is this Saturday and you get your tickets for the Great 8 stable right now by going to great8smemorabilia.com with the number 8. Uh, Kurt and so many more are going to be a part of it. Um, uh, Kurt, I, I have to ask this question. On a given day uh, to this day, how much milk do you still consume? <laughs> Two gallons a day. Yeah, man, that's the way you got to be, right? three. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sheer joy of doing it. And I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> wait, wait a second. No, no. You're kidding, right? Yes, yes I am. Oh, my, oh my goodness. I still... I still drink two gallons a day. <laughs> um, a lot of people, you know, again, as I as I warned you, we're, this is the nerdy, you know, we just love you so much and we want to talk about all the incredible things you did. The, the joy that a human being gets to feel doing something like that, spraying down a group of individuals with milk or whatever it really was, I don't know, uh, and the joy that it's given us for all of the years that have followed could, could you put into words the amount of fun something like that is when it's laid out, when you know you're going to get a chance to do something like this? All of the things you got to do. I mean, like, my God, I just can't imagine how much fun that was. I was so excited that night. It was a dream come true. I got the Dows, Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Alliance, Stephanie McMahon and everybody in that ring with milk. I was able to spray them with a hose of milk and throw milk cartons at them drive a milk truck into the arena. It was a pretty incredible experience and something I will never forget. I mean, it was something that we will never forget as well. Obviously, we will never, <laughs> ever forget it. Um, you know, Kurt, we have to ask like where you are now. And I know this is a difficult thing for a lot of people, right, to get to this point. You, you know, you came back, you, you wrestled a little bit, and you worked as the general manager. And there have been so many rumors that have flown around and everybody's connected you with AEW and all that. Are, are you at a place where you're comfortable that it's, it's over or at least it might be over? Or like, wait, where are you now at this point in your life? I will never tell that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm pretty much done. I, uh, I, I have a good job now. I have uh, uh, my podcast and I also have uh uh, supplement company that I've been running for the past eight years. So I, I'm, I'm staying busy, uh, not as busy as I'd like to, but uh, it's enough for me right now. So okay. I'm happy. Where, well, is, is there, is there any match regret? Is there any, I really <laughs> wish I would have gotten the opportunity to work with this person at this point or in this play. Is there anything like that that you experience? 
Well, you know, there are a few guys that I wish I would have worked, um, you know, especially you know, some guys like legends like Bret Hart would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kurt Hennig. Uh, but, but, you know, got recent guys, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. Uh, those guys I've always had. Uh, but wait a second. A you were a member of this shield. You got to be a part of this shield. At one yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. I look like a fanboy that night, too. <laughs> were, 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 were we at that show? Race. I feel like we might have been at. We might have been at that show that night. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> that was. I mean, honestly, you know, you, those guys you bring up, they answered all those as yes. By the way, we would have liked yeah. to have seen you work with every single one of those guys. Do you, Do you still envision a role for yourself? Even if you say, I'm, "I'm pretty sure I'm done." Do you envision a role for yourself doing the general manager thing again, or do you kind of like not being on the road and and the grind of doing something like that at this point in your life? I, I kind of like not being on the road, to be honest with you. But, you know, at, at the same time, I do miss my job there. I, I did have a lot of fun uh, playing general manager of Raw. Uh, so, uh, you know, if the offer comes in, I would think about it again. So it just depends on where WWE is at this point in time. I appreciate that. I appreciate I, that. I, I tell you what, there's this, this, this guy we talked about earlier named Gable Stevenson that yeah, be, might make a, a lot of sense. Make a lot <laughs> of sense to do something like that. Well, you know what? I, I will say this, and uh, I hope everybody's hearing. Um, I was asked to be a manager of Matt Riddle uh, a couple years ago when Matt started out. And uh, the company wasn't going to pay me nearly enough money to manage Matt Riddle. So the money is just as important as the job. Sure. And, uh, you know, if Gable Stevenson, if they want me to manage him, I would be happy to do it. But it'd have to be for a price. I get that. Yeah, that's the, but, you know, that's, right. Leaving my family every week and doing what I used to do and all the travel. Um, it's, it's really hard on me and my family and I, I need to make it worth it. When we wrap these up, Kurt, I always like whenever anybody's coming to town for an appearance, like you are at Baltimore Celeb Fest too this Saturday again, grade8smemorabilia.com. dot com. I uh, I always like to ask, what's the thing that you would maybe politely ask that people that come to meet you perhaps refrain from doing or saying or or think about? And and we've gotten a ton of of answers to this over the years that range from like. Hey, just remember maybe to apply deodorant that day. <laughs> like, that's the type of answer that we get sometimes. But what's the one thing that maybe you ask that people refrain from? As I know you're happy to meet them, and I've seen, you know, the, the joy on people's faces when they get to meet you over the years. What's maybe one thing that you'd say, if we could keep this in mind when we hang out this Saturday at Baltimore Celeb Fest, too? Oh, I don't know. I, I pretty much let the fans do whatever they want to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just don't. Uh, I'm a married man. Women keep <laughs> hands off and don't don't kiss me or give me a chicken back. No, yeah. none of that stuff. You say maybe <laughs> maybe no milk baths. Right, that might not be great. That might not be great. And and you say women. I think there might be a few gentlemen that probably need that reminder as well. Might be a few that need that reminder as well. Uh, Kurt, what can we plug for you, man? Um, uh, your website, socials, podcast, the whole thing. What plugs can we get in for you specifically? All right, uh, my chicken snacks, physicallyfit.com. I have 11 different flavors. They're awesome. Uh, get nothing but five-star reviews on them. Uh, my website, kurtenglebrand.com. I got a lot of merch on there, very affordable prices. Uh, you know, if you go on there, you can see what I have. It's pretty awesome. And uh, lastly, the Kurt Angle Show, 
you know, it airs every Sunday where you get podcasts, but you can listen to it at adfreeshows.com. But um, I want to thank everybody out there that uh, has supported me over the years. I really do appreciate it. Well, we want to thank you because you've given us un- ungodly amounts of entertainment over Absolutely. the years. I mean, it, it truly is an honor. And I want to remind Thank everybody you. again one more time, great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight. Uh, Chris Ruling is a massive wrestling fan, and so he does these things to make things happen for other wrestling fans. And Kurt Angle, um, the inspiration, the beautiful people, the Briscoes, Tessa Blanchard. Again, one ticket, $300 for meet and greets with everyone, which is an insane deal in this world. Get to great8smemorabilia.com. Kurt Angle, truly an honor. Thank you so much for taking Thank a couple of minutes for Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. That's Kurt Angle, um, you know, an absolute legend and a legitimate Olympic gold medalist too. By the way, like that's not a that's not a bit we all professional wrestling. No, we're not. No, we're not. That's not like a professional wrestling bit. No, he actually won a gold medal in 1996 in Atlanta. And the joke is, you know, he says he did. It, he legitimately had a broken neck when he won the gold medal. Hilarious joke. Remarkable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, great stuff with uh, Kurt Angle, and go see him at the uh, Baltimore Celeb Fest. Appreciate Great Eights memorabilia making that happen. We love Great Eights, and love the fact they're part of the Tyus Bowser Show, which will be back next Tuesday night uh, in Pasadena at Twain's Tavern. We will see you then on October nineteenth. Tyus and a special guest, brought to you by Great Eights Press Box and True Strong Services. Find out more pressboxonline.com/slash/bowser. When we come back in, we'll get a tidbit and we'll get tubular to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the fresh food fest, beer, wine, and spirits, 
Spirit Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. This is Glenbarradio.com. Nothing but net. All right, back in here as we wind down for a Monday edition of the program. Uh, again, thanks to everybody who checked out Project Game Day last night. It's all brought to you by Window Nation, Glory Days Grill, and UnderdogFantasy.com. We'll be back this Sunday. Final segment of the show brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Tidbit is brought to you today by Glory Days Grill where the Oktoberfest menu is available and is beautiful. It is so perfect. Chicken schnitzel, the brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage platter. Did I mention the brewer's sausage platter? So good. Slam dunk pretzels, the apple cobbler, all of it. GloryDaysGrill.com. Get your order in. Enjoy it at home tonight or dine either in the restaurant or out on the patio. GloryDaysGrill.com in order to find out more. Tidbit of the day. So, the good and the bad from last night. Well, the good was Lamar Jackson. He's pretty damn impressive as football is concerned. The bad, well, the defense wasn't all that impressive as far as football is concerned. not at all. Uh, As a result, the combined passing statistics between Lamar Jackson and Carson Wentz for passes that traveled more than 10 air yards downfield were... 18 for 18, not a wow. single incompletion wow. on a pass thrown last night that traveled 10 yards downfield. kind of remarkable. A lot of those went to Mark Andrews, of yes. course, from Lamar Jackson. Quite and a few. He had 11 catches for 147 yards, one yard more than Todd Heap, who was, of course, in attendance last night to honor Haloti Nada. And when Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown put together probably the best game of Ravens passing maybe ever. Perhaps. They are the first two pair of NFL teammates from the same college to have 100-plus receiving yards and two-plus receiving touchdowns in the same game in NFL history. It's kind of remarkable. Isn't it? They also both have over 400 yards, or 400 on the dot for Andrews, more than 400 for Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, of course, has made a lot of big plays this year. 28 catches on 38 targets for 451 yards and five touchdowns. Good for an average of 16.1 yards per reception. Now, you'll say it's arbitrary, but it is. So what? Okay. There are six receivers with 18-plus catches this year. Arbitrary. <laughs> With a higher yard per catch average than uh, Hollywood Brown's 16.1. Okay. Can you name them? Uh, uh, it's not Cooper Cup. He isn't, he doesn't, his average would be lower than that. That's correct. Jamar Chase is definitely one. Oh, he is yeah, indeed. That's a good one. 23 catches yep. for Jamar Chase, 19.8 yards I, per I, I cheated. I heard it on the radio on the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, how about Debo? 31 catches for Debo, 17.7 yards per catch. He is another. 
Those are the two with the highest number of receptions oh, above him. Good. TJ Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Tyler Lockett, sorry. He just made former Michigan State running back TJ Duckett and NFL wide receiver <laughs> Tyler Lockett the same player. Uh, 15.6, no. Uh, Antonio Brown. 20 catches, 16.3. He is one of them. Chase Claypool. 20 catches, 17 yards per catch. He is another. How many more are there? There are two more. And how many? What was the number of catches that you had to 18 have? Eighteen receptions. So Julio probably didn't get there. Julio did not. Only twelve catches. But he made Julio that scampy for Bruno Mars, who's got that going for him. Yeah. Metcalf. Uh, 15.3, so no. Mike Williams. 15.2, so no. Although he's had quite the season. I was really excited about that, too. I thought that was an obvious one. Tyreek Hill. Uh, good guess, but no. Callaway. Uh, only 13 catches for Callaway. Probably throw the ball more. Uh, Makes the whole Mike Thomas thing confusing for fantasy. Like, do you think they're gonna throw the ball like ten more times a game? I've been holding on. I've been holding on. Uh, There's two more. There's two more. Yeah. You want to give us something? Um, one's in the division. One's in the in in the Ravens division. Okay. The other is not. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that. Dynamite. The other is in his first year with his current team. Okay, one in the division. Beckham. No. Deontay Washington. No. That's also not his name. Yeah, you made Deontay Johnson and James Washington the same player there. Two for two today. By the way, not the worst thing that's happened to Paul today. I'm having a rough day. Not the worst thing. He had a bit of an episode. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> bit of a bit of an episode. Uh, and you said they had to be wide receivers or they could be tight ends? Oh, they're both wide receivers. They're both wide receivers. Sammy Watkins. 18 catches, 16.2. I was sitting on that for a while. Yards I was per sitting catch. on that for a while. Like, there's... Wow. That was the reason I made it 18. Okay, sure. just to make it so that that's the reason why it was arbitrary. Yeah. And so was that the one that was in the division? He is, yes. So, okay. well, seeing yeah. as how he's in the I division. Know, I know, but yes. like it's – He also was in yeah. the first year, so okay. that's fair. Um, first year with a new team. First year with a new team. Corey Davis. No, he is at 15.1. A.J. Green. Not A.J. Green. Yeah. He's only had 16 catches, though he would have qualified had he had two more. Kenny Galladay? I don't – they Only 17 hurt, right? catches for Kenny Galladay, but he would have been above for what it's worth. So he just missed the cut. Good. Good. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders. That's the one. Oh, yeah. 19 yeah, catches. He's had a really good year. 16.9 yards per catch. Very good. Very good. Tidbit was also brought to you today by Window Nation. Fall is calling. Sale is on. Get over there. Well, I mean, call them is what I would do or visit the website. And let them know you want to take advantage of two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. 866-90Nation or windownation.com. Tubular brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox. It's available right now. And these are like your final five or six days that you can go get this one. 
I think next Monday is the date. I think that's the one. I'll double check on that. That the new print issue will hit stands on the cover. Marlon Humphrey, go pick it up right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the places around town where you find press box. Three elimination games on tap. Unfortunately, somebody's joining the uh, the Red Sox in the uh, league championship series. Well, I guess who's the best go. chance of beating them? Uh, I mean, the Astros have a better chance of beating them, but I would rather it be the White. It's it, man, I don't know. It's that weird bit that I was talking about before. God, it sucks so much. It sucks so much. Worst case scenario. Yeah, two o'clock for uh, Game Four in the ALDS, but on uh, FS1, obviously, it got uh, delayed for rain yesterday. Lance McCullers, Carlos Rodon, the pitching matchup. And then the NL tonight, game four between the Brewers and Braves at 5 o'clock. Eric Lauer and Charlie Morton as Atlanta tries to move on. And then Giants-Dodgers game four tonight at 9. Um, the Dodgers have not announced their pitcher. Anthony Scalfani will pitch for San Francisco. Really ended up being a one nothing game last night. Isn't there, shouldn't the Dodgers have plenty of pitchers? Shouldn't they be able to pronounce the pitcher? I mean, they have plenty of pitchers. I don't know if they are just – so they pitch what Urias? Scherzer pitched last night. Urias would be next in line, right? Who pitched game one? I think it was Urias. It was Urias. No, Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. Yeah. I thought Bueller. Game, game, game one. one. Bueller, presumably. But has so it I, been four days or has it been five? Or? Uh, they only had one day off in there, so it had, it'd be Bueller. short rest. I think you piggyback Bueller and Urias tonight if you're trying to win that game. But then who are you starting in game five? Worry about that when you get there. Man, I hear you. they got a decent enough bullpen to probably figure it out. Yeah, if they were Pro- yeah, I hear you. Five, I I is Kershaw, what's the story on Kershaw? He, um, they thought he might need Tommy John surgery. He said he's going to avoid that, but he's he's not going to pitch the rest of this year. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure that that was confirmed. <coughs> that would be a hell of a, a card to play in yeah, right. a game five of he's playoff back. series. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, so that's the uh, playoffs for tonight. Uh, NHL season officially gets underway, and it's on ESPN, but no Gary Thorne for whatever stupid reason. Uh, Penguins Lightning, 7.30. Kraken Golden Knights at 10 o'clock, the debut of the uh, new Seattle franchise. Uh, college football, it's the fun belt tonight. Appalachian State and Louisiana at 7.30 on ESPN2. College soccer, Loyola hosts American at 7 on ESPN+. Plus. Flow Sports from Maryland, Delaware at 7. Uh, preseason hoops, Raptors, Wizards at 7 on NBC Sports Washington and NBA TV. TNT for Warriors, Lakers at 10.30. The USA Network for WWE NXT at 8. Non-sports highlights. Non-sports, Hulu, Only Murders in the Building is a new episode today. Uh, anybody? I think I'm caught up, actually. It's a fun show. I, I got to the one where... I haven't seen the last one, so don't tell okay. me. Okay, yeah. never mind then. Uh, yeah, please don't. It's, uh, it's, hey, hey. It's, 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 quite fine. Fine. it's quite fine. It's enjoyable. It's quite fine. It's enjoyable. Uh, Sci-Fi has a Chucky show, if anyone asks. 10 o'clock. Debuts. <laughs> so it's it's kind of ironic, yeah, right? Right. A little ironic. John little Gordon irony finally there. found work. He yeah, landed right. on his feet, you know? <laughs> Uh, impeachment, new episode, 10 o'clock on FX. Uh, Larry David's on Kimmel tonight. A Curb comes back next Sunday, I believe. No, the Sunday after next. Succession comes back this Sunday. Curb comes back the following Sunday. Okay. So a lot going on. Wait, Curb comes back this this Sunday? October 24th. For oh, Curb. the following Sunday. Succession okay, right. is this Sunday. Succession is this yeah. Sunday. Got it. Um, when did they run out the Regis Gemstone second season? When are they finally getting around to that? December or January. I saw okay. the preview. You saw the preview? No, I didn't. There's like a... They have Oh. There's there's some footage out. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so and excited. Stuff and things. Check it all out on ClarkRadio.com. All right. Very good. Tubular was also brought to you today by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs. Just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797. C3America.com for your free analysis. Paul, you're on Twitter at... 
at Paul Valley the Third. That's okay. I I I. Yep. Give him a follow there, and of course uh, he will be uh, sitting in the uh, the big the, the captain the co captain seat, whatever we call this. Uh, you have to use on. this crappy chair, by the way. You can't use a, you can't bring a good chair around. You got to just. This is the chair that's been used. It's going to continue to be used. Well, wh- what if I intended to give it to you as a gift? I don't want it. <laughs> um, that starts on Monday. He will be taking over for uh, Kyle moving forward. Uh, thanks today to uh, Jeff. By the way, Paul, I don't think Rob Ryan deserves necessarily to blame for the linebackers. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think the problem think, goes beyond yeah. that. Yes, I do agree with that. Uh, thanks today to uh, Jeff Zrebeck and to Kurt Angle. We'll get that and Pat's up in the greatest hits section of the tab at com. Drew? Do we have to? I'd like to talk to him one last time. Oh, you this know? is for you now? Yeah. Irons and fires, stuff uh, and things. Big, big irons and fires. Because it's uh, the, uh, the FanDuel discussion as well, right? Well, yeah. But I'm not going to promote it. It wasn't something I was going to plug. Well, I did it. Thank you for nothing. You're welcome. Oh, uh, God. Uh, yeah, that's uh, tomorrow. <laughs> we had all that momentum yesterday. All that momentum. Where did, where did it all go? Thanks, everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Maryland Five Star, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at Ottenheimer. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday night. Uh, do we care who wins any of the games tonight? No? Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. <laughs>